Blog Talk Radio. Hello and happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change and I'm your host, Danielle St. John. Uh, Mom is with us. Hi, Mom. How are you today? It's good to be here. Good. We're getting rained on. I don't know what, what's going on where, where you are, but we're getting rained on down here. It's been spitting off and on all day. Yeah. And they said we were done with the rain. Yeah. They lied. <laughs> I will tell you that um, the Sierra Madres got seven foot of feet of snow. Um, they had 190, <clears throat> yep, <clears throat> 190 miles per hour winds and a blizzard. Doesn't happen That's very crazy. often in California, but it happens, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was made weather. They they did that. I'm. Uh, more and more convinced that that is absolutely true. They just flat out admit it. Yes. They're like, great news, guys. Mm-hmm. Look what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, while we wait for other people to join in, why don't you tell us what you have in store for us um, for the Good News Report? The good news report is um, a a primer on um, our legal system. Okay. So, um, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of interesting information uh, about um, the Supreme Court and about um, the rights of defendants (laughs) and um, some information about that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's kind of. I was going to make a joke, but I think I would spoil your uh, your your story. (laughs) What we don't have any. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Yeah. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Something like that. I was I was going to say. Well, you know, fine. Let's go over the rights that that we have as defendants. But what rights do I have as someone who's watching? I. That's a really, really <laughs> great question. Um, you have the right to sh- shriek and shout and stomp your feet and go, but, but that's not how any of this works, which is something that I find myself doing pretty often um, yeah. and I have been. And, and we could get into it if you want to. The rights of us, of the humans that are watching this insanity occur, uh, it's amazing, but there's a lot. So, so here's the thing. It feels like a battle going back and forth of people shouting for their rights and of people uh, trying to take them in the name of democracy. That's the funny, really funky part is that these people believe um, that they're doing this to, quote, unquote, save democracy. And and if if that isn't the most amazing pretzel twist gas gaslighting bunch of crap I've ever heard, um, I don't know what is. Yeah, so it's it's amazing, um, just amazing. <laughs> wow. the, the the world that we're living in today. Yep. Yep. So I do have a lot of really good news. Um, in in some of it does have to do with um with politics and and you know i i really try to stick with stuff that's good news 
Um, and I'm going to try my best to do that today. But I, you may hear me uh, stomping my feet and shouting um, because my rights are being violated. They're trying to take away my, my right to vote for the person that I want to vote for. And they're using lawfare to do it. And speaking of um, taking rights away from the populace to vote for their very popular president, apparently there's a revolution taking place in Brazil against Brazilian President Lula. Um, and if you look at the pictures, the, I'm talking the streets of Brazil are for literally city blocks filled with people coming out because apparently they think their election was stolen from them too. And um, the footage is spectacular. Um, they're coming out for Bolsonaro. They believe that Bolsonaro's election was stolen from him and it was amazing. Um, then he shows up and um, the biggest anti-government protest since the, la since the last general election. So Bolsonaro, the, city, the, the country of Brazil, is standing up for itself to, um, to try to get free and fair elections just, like, um, just like we're doing here in the United States. <clears throat> Danielle will love this one. Um, apparently, the state of North Carolina, or excuse me, a county in North Carolina banned fluoride from their drinking water system. After, oh, that's amazing. Uh, resident points, <laughs> I knew you would love that. After residents points to study that shows pregnant women who drank high levels of fluoride resulted in lower IQ children, interestingly enough. So Danielle uses a phrase called fluoride soaked, and um, I suppose that's what this is about. It's a North Carolina county, and this is, of course, from the Gateway Pundit. Again, I, will, I use a lot of their articles. Uh, it's an amazing site, highly recommended. This is written by a gentleman named Anthony Scott. It was posted on the 25th of February, and it says, a North Carolina county has banned fluoride from being used in the county's water supply. Union County commissioners, in a three-to-two vote, uh, voted to stop using fluoride in its water supply after residents were concerned about its possible side effects on children. Before the Union County Commissioners voted, several community members gave their thoughts on fluoride being used in the water supply. Dr. Meg Lachari uh, favored fluoride remaining in the water supply and argued that the chemical reduces tooth decay for those who rarely see a dentist. Well, I suppose if it does uh, prevent some tooth decay, that may be a good thing, but not if it causes other serious side effects. We can just brush mm -hmm. our teeth. Yeah, right, exactly. The fluoride... chapter of... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll talk after you're no, done. No, please. Leader of the Union County Chapter of Moms for Liberty, pay attention to this organization. Um, they're working really hard to cancel uh, Moms for Liberties, that means that we must like them a lot. Um, uh, Abigail Prado had a different take and stated millions of pregnant women are currently being exposed to levels of fluoride that have the potential to lower their children's IQ by at least four to six points. That's interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there, okay? Do we believe that there is a concerted effort to silence, 
to marginalize, to um, dumb down, to the populace of this country. I mean, they, we, they, do you believe, Danielle, that we, they consider us pesky annoyances? Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about what this, this is saying, and, and I know you have said for a long time, you know, calling people fluoride soaked and as a kind of a joke about their, you know, their IQ. Apparently it's true, Danielle Teresa. Yeah. Um, Prado May added I? the loss of a single IQ point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought, you were, away. I, I thought you were done. No, you go ahead. The loss of a single IQ point translate to a, translates to a 2% reduction in lifetime economic productivity. The Moms of Liberty chapter referenced a 2019 study published in uh, JAMA Pediatrics that revealed fluoride exposure during pregnancy may be associated with adverse effects on child intellectual development, indicating the possible need to reduce fluoride intake during pregnancy. But it's water. So a pregnant woman has to drink water, right? Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. That that okay. one got me. I knew you would be fascinated by that one. Yes, yes. Um, and, and okay, so I, I of course, I'm a recovering uh, liberal. And um, I, I used right. to really think um, that fluoride in water was, was good, you know, especially because I ran dental offices sure. for the better part of a, a decade, right? And so as, as part right. of my license... Um, you know, a cup. I have a couple um, dental licenses. One of them is called a coronal polishing license, and with the coronal polishing, I, I am able to administer fluoride. You have to be licensed in the state of California to administer fluoride, right? Um, right. And so, what does that I was tell doing, you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, just like you have to be uh, licensed to shoot radiation at people, you know. Um, so, I no shit. Uh, was, I know exactly. So I something that we call um, a happy visit in in dental offices, and this is basically a um, you know a, a two year old child, um, two years and and up, you know, to a certain point, like two to four years old, where we bring them in and uh, you know we play with Mr. Slurpee, you know, and um, and and I do a, like coronal polishing, so above the gum line polishing. Uh, and a fluoride treatment, right? And so, you know, we're, we're trained that we have to really kind of drill it into them, um, dental pun intended, we, they are not to swallow this fluoride. Um, and so I tell oh. the little boy, don't, <laughs> don't swallow the fluoride and just swish it around in your mouth. And he says, swish, 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 gulp, and <laughs> swallows it. And... Oh. So I run over to the dentist and I was like, uh, he swallowed the fluoride and the dentist shot up out of his chair, ran over to the kid. Are you okay? Are you sleepy? Anything like that called poison control. Everything was fine with it, with this child, but it really kind of got, that was like the first like wheels in my head turning about this. It's like, okay. And especially because in San Diego at that, at that point in time, we were uh, about to put fluoride in our water. And so I'm like, okay, wait a second. Uh, if, if we're not supposed to swallow this, then wh- why is it in our drinking water? And so the answer to that, a lot of, a lot of people say, well, it's very small doses. 
And I'm like, okay, but over a lifetime, is it very small doses? For a child, is it very small doses? And it, it really, you know, kind of got me starting to research whether or not it's a good idea to put fluoride in water. If it's as simple as we put it in the water because some people don't go to the dentist, why not just use this, you know, use toothpaste with fluoride in it? Well, I'll tell you, because it's yep. a, an angel dusting of fluoride in toothpaste. Why not go big or go home and put all kinds of fluoride in the toothpaste? Because it's poison. Right. That's the answer. I'm you. sorry. Back to you. Because it's toxic. You're absolutely right. And thank you for telling that story. Uh, certainly, uh, but I can remember when they first started putting it in water, and it was like, we're going to get fluoride in our water. There was a big, you know, yay. This was back in the 60s going to get Florida. That's great stuff. Yay. That's wonderful. And and they I don't know if they started doing it back then, but they, they, they talk, started talking about it because some people can't go to the dentist and they don't know how to take care of their teeth. So we're going to help them because good dental health is important. And then you just tell me that he had to call poison control, for God's sakes, because the little boy swallowed the fluoride. Holy crap. Okay. Some more good news, interestingly enough, that um, we live in California. For those of you that are listening to us in other parts of the country, okay, Danielle and myself live in California. We call it California. And we have the most difficult um, uh, political environment in, in the entire country. There's no such thing as a Republican in our state. We do have some congressional seats from, from California, but within the state, it is a one-party system. Um, and so when did Dianne Feinstein die, by the way? I knew that she stopped being 2002. senator. I know she retired. Oh, Feinstein. Huh? Yeah. I'm, really? I'm kidding. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, yeah, she's been a, a, a death head for, you know, I, who knows freaking how long, but she finally retired. Okay. They rolled her out in a freaking wheelchair. She could barely function. And apparently she passed away, but she had retired. She had given up her seat. And, um, and now here in California, there are a bunch of just about left wing lunatics running for that senate seat okay and then we have the lone republican that's running for this the senate seat and his name is steve garvey i tried to get steve him garvey on, was um, a, i tried to get him on um proof's show um and he but they didn't oh get gosh, back to I me i sure hope we get to talk i sure hope we could talk to him one of these days mm-hmm. yeah but it last okay so this is an article um th- that is giving us some really good news and i'm hearing actually some some great news out of our state that there is a very distinct possibility that Steve Garvey could take the Senate seat from California, for goodness sakes. So, um, so it actually, our votes actually do matter this time here in our state. California Senate primary could fell two prominent Democrats and elevate Republican Steve Garvey. Now, this was done on on Sunday, March 3rd, which is today, but I, I was been watching the news. He's beating Schiff with this small margin, 20, it was a 26-24, um, but it, they're sad. They're, ha- they ha- they're having the sads because Garvey could knock out, because there's actually four candidates, 
three of them are, are Democrats, of course. Um, California Senate race, this was um, – what are they doing here? I take that back. This was done on fe- February 25th. This is before the the latest polling, which has him beating um, Adam Schiff. Okay. I hate even saying that man's name. He's calling Adam Shaft. Yeah, yeah, I will. And pencil neck, uh, watermelon head. Uh, uh, Trump's got a lot of really great names for this guy. He misled the American people for two effing years over Russia collusion. He lied to the American people. He's still doing it. Evidence of coll- Say it again. He's still doing it. He's still lying. He's still saying the same thing, that there's that there was uh, more than circumstantial evidence of collusion with the Russian campaign. The two things that he will still point to is when Donald Trump stood up on the debate stage with Hillary Clinton and said, hey, where's Hillary's emails? And the other one, would, when they set him up, his son, to go in to talk about adoptions from Russia, okay, so those are the two pieces of evidence that he continues to point to. And, and here's the thing. We know that, that that woman was sent there deliberately and got the meeting with Donald Trump Jr., okay? He keeps saying collusion with the campaign. You notice he, keep, he always sort of frames it that way. So now he's been a Congress critter and a really sick individual, too. There's lots of smut on this guy. Um, that he is just a sick you-know-what. But he's been a Congress critter for a lot of years, and now he's running for this Senate seat, which is a very powerful um, position. Okay, So I'm going to just read this article. This was from the 25th, um, and it's looking worse for than, than it did on the 25th. They've had some recent polling showing him actually beating at Adam Schiff, which is amazing. California Senate, yeah, but they're crying because they're going to knock out the other two, because he might knock out the other two Democrats. There's three Democrats running or getting any votes, and they're sad because Steve Garvey is actually giving them a run for their money. They can't believe it. Who else? California Senate rates, I'm coming to it. Okay. And this this is where the sads are happening, okay? So I'm going to read, a California Senate race was expected to be a three-way Democratic prize fight. It's shocking. But the possibility of a record low turnout in elevating the chances of Republican Steve Garvey, because guess what? The Republicans are going to turn out. They're talking about low Democrat turnout. Whoopsie. A formal baseball start and could derail the congressional careers of two prominent progressives. In a year headlined by a likely presidential rematch that many Americans are dreading, (laughs) so obviously you know how this is slanted, California voters thus far have been sluggish to return mail-in ballots. Whoopsie. Okay, so pay attention to the way they're framing this. The mail-in ballots, you know this is where they always get the play, right? Here in my state, they open polls three weeks before the primary. And... They, they get flooded normally, quote unquote, really, with mail-in ballots. In a year, <laughs> sluggish to return mail-in ballots that were sent to 22 million homes earlier this month. 
the relative trickle of ballots has tended to come from older white conservative-leaning homeowners, a sweet spot for Republicans such as Garvey, a one-time National League MVP who played for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. For months, Rep. At, uh, Representative Adam Schiff has had the fundraising and polling edge in a crowded Democratic field. Garvey's ascent has imperiled the political reps Barbara Lee and Katie Porter. So do you, do you know who Barbara Lee is, Danielle? Gosh, the name sounds familiar. It's a, she's a, a whack job. She's a yes. freaking whack job. And so is Katie Porter, for that matter. The two uh-huh. top the top two finishers, this is the way we have what we call a jungle primary in the state of California. doesn't matter who, Republican, Democrat, just the top two vote getters get to move on into the, to the general. Okay? Considering I ran in a California um, primary, I do know this. You, did, you knew this. That's correct. Um, and, and Garvey's ascent has imperiled the political prospects of Reps Barbara Lee and Katie Porter. Whoopsie. Uh, the top two finishers in the March 5th contest, regardless of party, advanced to the general election in November in the liberal-leaning state. Who freaking knew? We are at real risk of losing, Porter's campaign warned in fundraising emails. Without more financial support, the plea went, Katie is out of Congress for good. Do you have that trombone, Danielle? The sad trombone? Uh, uh... The sad trombone. Maybe. Hold on. Yeah, sad trombone. Mm, well, I got this one. Hold on. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's the, the one price I wanted. Right loser horn. Katie. <laughs> That's the one I wanted. <laughs> Schiff was a leading voice in the two impeachments of former President Donald Trump. Lee is a former chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. Porter has drawn attention on social media with her sharp questioning of tech CEOs in Capitol Hill hearings. After the death of Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein in September, all three entered the race. Porter's leaving her swing district in Southern California as Democrats try to regain control of the House, where Republicans now hold a slim edge. So on, on top of everything else, she, they, they, they all retired from their slots. Whoopsie. Um, and so that means it's, there's even more room for fun. Okay. <clears throat> so it says, you know, here's a pollster. Here's a, you know, Paul Mitchell, Political Data, Inc. says, I don't see a surge of Democratic turnout coming in the end. They usually get their votes by mail-in ballots, which you just rife with graph. Um, uh, but there could be a surge of Republican voters in the end. You bet your ass. So that's wonderful news. I I, I look forward to finally having a, a, a semi-conservative voice. You know, Steve Garvey isn't going to be a, a, a raging, uh, you know, right winger. But but certainly it would be nice to actually get some representation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, oh, so here we go. Can I can I have go a, ahead? Can I have a couple yeah. thoughts on this? Okay, so. Uh, I I noticed last week during um, the drive to and from school with the kids um, that there were a lot of, even on um, Kogo, so pretty uh, right-leaning media outlet, um, lots of commercials bashing this Republican candidate uh, paid for by Katie Porter. 
you know? And so I was like, huh, okay. All right. That's interesting. Um, another really great thing about this, about the way that our state works is that, you know, that the top two, no matter what go, um, is that the Democrat <laughs> vote lit three ways. Yep. So it's, he's it's, definitely going to get it's in. looking for, uh, yep. I think, I, yeah. And today the polls are out. This guy is beating Adam Schiff. <clears throat> Danielle? Oh, thank God. I would die a happy woman if Adam Schiff no longer had a job in Congress. Well, that okay, just, but are we sure I'm that he had you, to retire? They they left their Congress critters uh, positions, so other uh, supposedly fanatical uh, left-leaning people could get their spots. Okay. Interesting. I did not know that Adam Schiff was leaving his seat. Hold on. Did he already leave? Well, because he's running for Senate. Okay, you can't, you don't get to do both. Let me see. Well, right, but I mean, I, but don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, like, well, if it let's, was me, let's ask the Google machine. Let's ask the Google machine. Did good idea. Adam Schiff give up his congressional seat to run for Senate. I know Porter did. Oh, good. Okay, so um, <clears throat> so this is from today. The primary. I think it's from today. Let me look. Sunday, March 3rd. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, four years after he became the Democratic face of Donald Trump's first impeachment trial, California Rep. Adam Schiff has become the front runner for a new role, U.S. Senator. Okay, he's not the front runner. He's a front runner of the other three challengers. Um, ahead of the state's open primary, Tuesday, Schiff has maintained a small but steady lead in the polls. Not anymore. Raised the most money and spent more than $30 million on ads. He has the backing of much of the party establishment in the state including 75% of California's Democratic U.S. House delegation uh, and the most prominent Republican in the race, a former baseball player. They don't even say his freaking name, okay? A former baseball player who has not aired a single TV ad just might have enough party support to make it to the general election, thanks in part to ads Schiff has aired, calling him too conservative. Yeah, we love that. Um, 24% of likely primary voters said they supported Schiff. 19% said they supported Katie Porter. 18% were behind Republican Steve Garvey. Let me just tell you something. They finally mentioned his name, by the way. And 10% back U.S. Rep. Barbara Lee. This is exactly what you um, were, were alluding to. They have to split those votes three ways, and it could really be bad for somebody. So that's wonderful news. It's such good news. But um, I asked if it gave, they gave up, did Adam Schiff give up his congressional seat? Um, I can't get a, any information about that. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. Mm, giving up. Not going up. Giving up. Hmm, I don't know. It, no, I don't think he did. 
I don't, th- I don't I think you have to okay. give it up. So that, that's a really great question. I mean, doesn't he have to, to to be a senator? You don't get to do well, both. Well, yeah, if he wins, but he doesn't have to give it up hmm. um, if he's um, just running. He would have to give it up if he won. Interesting. Okay, we'll have to see, because I know Katie Porter did. Okay. So I guess I just assumed that, and I probably shouldn't. I probably should know the answer to that to that question. So um, this is an interesting piece of news, and this guy is talking like this is terrible news, and um, I think it's great. It says Rutrow, California bill aims to prohibit landlords from denying renters with dogs. This was printed Ooh, on nice. February twenty fourth. Can uh, I by can Jeff I just have Charles. you pause? Can I just have you pause for one second? Yes. We've, we've got a caller with their yes. hand up. So let's see. Please. Hello. Welcome to Seeds of Change. Who's this? Uh, good afternoon. Good morning. Uh, this is Brother Mike from Singapore. How are you? I'm great, Mike. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Yes, uh, pretty good. Thank you. And uh, yes, we haven't talked to you guys for a long time. I know that. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so how's everything? good everything's great going we're, well we're, thank you we're doing the All good right. news report right now um love you well, i would love your input on anything you you want to add um but if it's okay with you let's let mom get back to the good news report and uh and then just feel free to Did jump in any, with any questions or comments uh, Do you have any questions yes, or comments yes, about uh, what we've covered so far uh, yeah let's go to the mom first and then i give you some Latest news information worldwide, please. Sounds good. I would okay, very love good. That. All right. Very nice. So we're discussing now uh, an article about there's a bill going through the uh, California Senate um, legislature to force landlords to ex- uh, accept people uh, with dogs. In other words, you can't deny someone because they have a dog. And the cutest little um, uh, fat girl is the picture. What kind of dog is that? What kind of dog is Fat Girl, Danielle? Oh, English called? Bulldog. I forgot. English, English bulldog. bulldog. You ought to see this this beautiful face. It says, in a move that will have tails wagging in California, a state lawmaker has introduced a bill designed to throw a bone to pet owners seeking to, rip, to rent apartments or homes. The proposed legislation will prohibit landlords from barring tenants from having pets in their rental units. And, um... The uh, Assemblyman Matt Haney proposed requires landlords to have reasonable reasons for denying pets in their rental properties. However, even a cursory glance at this legislation reveals yet more unnecessary meddling in a vital industry. So it, it, I'm sure that there's all kinds of dumb stuff in here that, you know, because it's, it's California. It's what we do. Um, the problem is, is that there's not enough housing in the state of California. The rents went through the roof after COVID. Uh, landlords, you know, are really, really making a ton of money now to get back all the money they lost because of government meddling. Um, the bill comes at a critical time as Golden State residents grapple with severe housing crisis. According to Haney's press release, the lack of pet-friendly rental options contributes to the problem of housing accessibility. Interesting take on that, right? Um, she's got a, uh, and then of course they have the human interest story with somebody with a small cattle dog 
a mixed cattle dog and, and she can't find a place and it's very sad and you know anyway so i don't know what do you guys think about that forcing landlords to um rent to people even if they have a dog um i, I well agreed Personally. um it should it should happen um under but under certain certain circumstances maybe not like let's say that there was a a dog who was um you know uh, involved in a biting incident or several biting incidents that mm-hmm. um you know don't don't right? yeah those kinds of things but um yeah i think it's a good idea you can always go the route of um uh, calling it a service animal or emotional support animal um and, and that would waive certain costs but um you know but certainly like the breed specific um don't you, you know like a band, band. like uh shepherds mm-hmm. and uh pit bulls um I, I think yep. is bs i think ties with us hello yes yes uh absolutely absolutely uh, and mm. uh, you know they should uh, uh, lost their team dogs that you know they're not threat to the community okay but uh, some dogs are threat to the community and neighbors those should not be allowed what do, mm. what do you think Definitely. I agree, and, and you know, especially if you're living in an apartment border? complex. Yep. Sorry, go, go ahead, Daniel. I said, as a dog walker, border. Um, I, you know, definitely back this up. Um, you know, so yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. But Ty is with that's us, right? Good. Ty, are you there? Somebody, or is that Kate? He's got. He's good. I'm I'm here. This oh, that's Kate. Hey, you know, but... I always mix up your two area codes because they're the same city, basically. Right. Totally, they are the same area code. Yeah. Hi, okay, Kate. Good. good to hear from you. Hi. Yeah, so dot being forced to take dog. Well, you know, the cost of housing is so astronomical right now. I can I understand people wanting to make room for dogs without getting completely gouged. I don't know. It's just very inhuman how people probably, well, a lot of young people coming up, they don't have any ambition to own their own home in a lot of states because it's too expensive. And uh, they probably just mm-hmm. want the right to at least have a pet. I, that's a tough one. Yeah. And rent is yeah, expensive too. Exactly. And then increasing it for a pup, woof, that could be, I, no pun intended, I just said a woof, but that, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> can't even imagine how expensive it could get when they charge yeah. an extra exactly. fee for their I don't, dog. And I don't play the pet rent game. My, my, anim, my, my dog is a service animal. She's not a pet. It's about wording, right? So if you call it a pet, you can, you can charge pet rent. If it's a service animal, they can't. So I have a mm. registered service animal, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and they can't even ask why. You know, they they can't even mm-hmm. ask well, what what kind of ailment do you have? Um, you mm-hmm. know that 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 you need a service animal. You know. Right. So do you have to have some kind of special registration for your pet? Yes. Yes, but it's so easy. Mm. You just go online, and and register your dog. You don't even have to give them the reason that you um, that you have a service animal. The the registers. I've got like a cute little card and a picture and you know everything. 
Hmm. Um, and they and and I've never been questioned about it. Like I've never had somebody wow. say, "Well, what kind?" Actually, no. One time we went we went fishing in a, a local lake, and uh, only service mm-hmm. animals were allowed. We rented a boat. Um, only service animals were allowed, and uh, we had to show identification. And they tr- they did ask, "Well, for for what condition?" And we said, "Sorry, you're not allowed to ask that question. Are you going to rent us this boat, or are we going to sue you?" And we had a lovely day on the water. Nice. So can you also do that for cats? Did you get a service yes. cat? Chickens, or cats, llama. Nice. Anything. Is that just in California? Probably. Yeah, we're, we're pretty liberal here, and most of the time it sucks, but sometimes it helps us out. Yes. Sometimes yes, it does. I hear you. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So yay for making <clears throat> dogs more accessible. People need their pets. I agree. I agree. Mom, on a side so, note, um, but same thing, I think you should yep. um, register a couple of your chickens as emotion, emotional support chickens. Just emotional support chickens, yeah. Right. Here's the thing. I would never, don't take never them take the water, them anywhere. No. no, no, I would never take them anywhere with me because just, they just poop too much. So there. Okay, so um, I have a bunch of different articles today about food security and about the entire world standing up to fight for their rights. Farmers all over the planet are pushing back against the, the wackiest of climate change, restrictive, regressive policies that have been put in place because for some reason they, they want to attack our food supply. Oh, I wonder why that would be. And they're going after these farmers because they're making them somehow or another some sort of uh, demon in relation to climate change, that the food that we eat, the food that they grow is being – they're trying to, to break them. Well, oh, and all the cow farts. Brussels, don't, don't forget about the cow farts. And all the, the cow farts and the chicken farmers and the food growers and – just on and on and on, and but the farmers in Brussels, the situation in Brussels, bleh, situation in Brussels is heating up. Farmers force a police roadblock and enter the European quarter in Brussels as European agriculture ministers gather for a summit. Farmers light several fires in the European quarter while summit bringing, while a summit bringing together European agricultural agriculture ministers. Can you imagine what sort of a fascist little bean counter pinhead bonehead TCH is a European agriculture minister? Hmm? Can you imagine? Uh, is underway. Water cannons are used. Farmers throw straw <laughs> straw at police officers. Tear gas canisters are used. Um, <clears throat> So uh, there's panic in D.C. Uh, apparently, Trump keeps saying that he's going to bust the deep state apart. And um, I, I, I understand that they're pretty distressed over that. Just saying, um, I will tell you that it's looking really good for um, for Donald Trump. In, uh, he's leading in all the st- swing states. He's up by four, two, three, four, five, six points in all of the swing states. That's about as much politics as far as the horse race business that I'm going to talk about today, but it's looking pretty good for my home team. Um, Here's some great news out of Queensland. Um, If you remember during COVID, Australia, Queensland, and what's that other country over there? I forget. Anyway, uh, that whole 
New Zealand were probably the worst um, uh, fascists over COVID um, if it wasn't for the Chinese, right? Uh, Queensland Supreme Court rules COVID vaccine mandates for police and paramedics were unlawful. So people are still fighting back. And, um, and I'm really, really happy to, to, to hear that, that we're, we're not letting this go. No amnesty for what they did to us, what they tried to do for, to us. And, um, and it's happening all over the world, which is really great news. Um, Justice Glenn Martin delivered a detailed 115-page judgment on Tuesday, stating that the directives issued by Police Commissioner Katrina Carroll and John Wakefield, Director General of Queensland Health, violated the Humans, Human Rights Act phrasing right there. It says that Justice Martin's ruling effectively nullifies the December 2021 mandate preventing Commissioner Carroll and Mr. Wakefield from enforcing the vaccination policy. So, so just like in our country, a bunch of law enforcement uh, paramedics, first responders were fired for not taking the vaccine. And, you know, it, seem, it may seem too little too late, um, but the, it, I, I just I'm honoring them pushing back on this and continuing this fight. It's worth fighting for. Um, lots of uh, pedo gate arrests this week as well. This guy um, was a professional bowler when he was arrested for child pornography. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, Oh, we launched another recall attempt against Gavin Newsom. Did you know that, Danielle? I did. That's did amazing. You know was, this, is, this is the third bite at the apple. Super happy about that. This article is from, <clears throat> again, the Gateway Pundit, uh, dated February 27th. Um, and it says that <clears throat> Rescue California. Excuse me. Hold on. I apologize. Um, no problem. I've got a little bit of a frog in my throat. So it says Rescue California gathered over over the needed 1.5 million signatures to force a recall election. However, California Governor Gavin Newsom survived the re- rigged re- recall election. So this was, there's been three attempts. Uh, the last one was in 2021. Okay, and, I ran and in that. They uh, haven't in that uh, primary also, or that recall election also. Yes. More than 30% of the people who signed the petition to recall Newsom were independents and Democrats, but he allegedly won the recall in a landslide. Okay, so this was, they're talking about the old one. Bullshit. Um, right? It was so obviously that that was fraudulent. But um, so they filed again. It says this morning, this would have been February 27th. We served the governor with a notice of intent to recall. This is a preliminary element to the total process of recalling someone in office simultaneously. We then also filed with the secretary of state, said Alan and Hyde Dunsmore, the campaign director for Rescue California. These people are not stopping. We are relentless. We're not going to stop. Um, so. The, the things that they said that they were recalling him for, the, um, they granted 700,000 illegal immigrants free health care, kept schools closed during COVID longer than any other state, closed prisons in order to re- release of thousands of dangerous criminals onto our streets, weakened our public safety laws, forced Californians to suffer under the highest taxes in the nation and the highest home prices outside of Hawaii, 
while he undermines Prop 13. For those of you that don't know what Prop 13 is, it's a blessing and a boon to our family. Um, back in the 70s, they passed a law that anybody that owned their home or business at that time, that they couldn't keep jacking up our property taxes. Now, a lot of people are paying just exorbitant amount of prop taxes that are not under Prop 13, and I feel bad for them. Um, but I don't know what we would do here in this home. We probably would have lost it by now. With for So sure. I pay about two grand a year, 20, and because and it, it's just gone up so slowly, which it goes up every year, just like every, but, but not like everybody else's. The, the same house across the street from me, the guy pays about $6,500 a year in property taxes. It's just nuts what they're doing to our to the people in our state. So, um, and the, the way that they spend money on homeless programs, they don't work. They spend billions on government homeless programs that have repeatedly failed. So those are the reasons why they uh, allege this this recall right? because they they feel like this this man has um, been just horrible for our state. And I tend to agree. I'm sure Danielle would agree as well. So. <clears throat> um, just wanted to say really hi. We've got a caller. Just one second. We have another caller. Uh, if, okay. Press one if you want to be a part of the show. If not, um, we're glad you're here. Back to mom. Hi, whoever you are. Welcome to the show. I this one probably will shock you. I want to make sure that everyone is sitting down. Are you guys sitting down? Apparently, the um, the Congress during um, COVID broke the law <laughs> that Democrats court says Democrats who broke quorum rules unconstitutionally spent whoopsie 1.7 trillion dollars how do you accidentally spend 1.7 trillion dollars you're a Democrat um, apparently, or, to, or the military <laughs> yes or to um, anybody in government the ruling exposes the disregard the Democrat-controlled Congress and executive plans hold for our Constitution. So during COVID, for, for quite a bit of it, the Democrats controlled the purse, okay? And um, Congress lacked the Constitution – was this – excuse me, this was actually during – in 2023. Congress lacked the constitutionally required quorum to pass the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. So that means it would have been for – in 2022 a federal court ruled tuesday so somebody sued their asses which i think is just grand according accordingly the biden administration cannot enforce the new mandates imposed on texas by the pregnant workers fairness act interesting which was part of the omnibus spending bill however tuesday's ruling left untouched the 1.7 trillion dollars in appropriations and with most of the money already spent but it's it is true <clears throat> that they got found guilty. They can't do that. <laughs> they can't just go spending money and uh, doing appropriations without a proper without proper procedure, and they got slapped for it. Um, okay, so I think the big news this week, and I'm going to just touch on it, and then I'm going to back off, and I'm going to let you guys discuss whatever it is you've got for today. But um, back in um, what? month was it? I just want to get the correct month. Just one second, you guys. The point I want to make first 
is that everybody was freaking out because um, the Supreme Court granted uh, cert to listen to this, Jack Smith. Jack Smith is the one that went to the court and said, I want you to, because Donald Trump was going to allege immunity, okay? And Jack Smith went to the court and said, and, and he won, in an, and he wanted to skip the appeals court. So he ran to the Supreme Court and said, I want you to hear this case right now. My hair's on fire. I waited two and a half years into the Biden presidency and then realized that, oh, crap, all the other crap that we did to Donald Trump didn't work, and he's coming for us. So that, that's when they filed all these cases. Okay? So Trump goes to the courts and said, you can't do this to a president. The stuff that he does in the course and scope of his presidential duties, you can't criminalize. Presidents have immunity. Jack Smith freaks out. He says, I don't have time for this to go through the appeals court, Supreme Court. I want you to take this case and knock it out of the park and get rid of it because we want to get this guy. He's winning too much stuff. Okay, and um, guess what? He they took the case. Then everybody flipped out because they waited a considerable amount of time to make their decision. Well, technically they didn't because they're okay. I have a question, and this is for everybody that's listening. When it comes to criminal law, what? How do I ask this question? This is a pop quiz question. What is the one thing that is required when it comes to criminal law? What is the one thing that's mandatory, important, um, a a central part of our judicial jurisprudence fairness? What is it? Well, several things, but uh, I'm going to let the other uh, callers and Kate go first. Um, I don't know if I... Ask the question right. It was rather inelegant. In, innocent until proven guilty is what I would say. Yes. Yes. What else? Uh, right to a speedy trial. They have the right to a speedy trial. Right? No cruel and unusual punishment? Oh. It, it has to be without reasonable doubt. That's another one. Mm -hmm. Beyond a reasonable doubt, all of those, but all of them have to do with protecting the rights of defendants against a out-of-control government. That is why all of those things that you guys just mentioned, ding, 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 every single one of you were right. We We are inverting everything in this particular case. It is Jack Smith that's saying, I want you to hurry up. It is Jack Smith that's saying, um, I want to, to conceal the evidence from the, the, the defendant has a right to see all the evidence against him. The defendant has a right to a speedy trial or waive that speedy trial if he so chooses. The defendant has a right to, uh, to um, uh, you know, reasonable bail. Counsel. They have they. Yeah, they have the right to counsel, okay? So they have a right, and, and certainly they have a right to see all the evidence against them, and they, and they have a right to slow the process down if they think it's going to benefit them, okay? 
every single bit of this case has been inverted. It's Jack Smith that's saying, I, I need a speedy trial. Well, you're not the defendant. I, I don't want to show him the evidence. You're not the defendant. You have to provide that information. Well, he's going to say mean stuff. Really? He keeps Judge, Judge Eileen Cannon saying, you keep saying that he's making threats against people. Prove it. Well, that, that would allow him to see who the people who are going to testify against him. I'm going to read a great article from Revolver News. Um, it was on March 2nd, yesterday. Another Jack Smith major head implosion going down in 3, 2, 1. Jack Smith is quickly running out of runway, a witty observation courtesy of Professor Turley. Lately, Smith finds himself repeatedly taking hits in the legal groin area. The first setback for Smith came when the Supreme Court decided to take up Trump's quote-unquote immunity case. This move will probably extend the so-called quote-unquote election interference case well past the 2024 election. Bad, bad news for Jack. Liberal media pundits and Democrats unloaded on the Supreme Court this week after it agreed to review whether former Don President Donald Trump had immunity in the election interference case and even described the decision as supreme arrogance. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to review whether Trump has immunity from prosecution in the special counsel's federal election interference case. So I want to stop there for a second, and if you've done any listening to the crazy pundits anywhere else other than Revolver News or Gateway Pundit, they keep trying to say that Donald Trump is asking for immunity to kill someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. That's what he's saying. Immunity for everything. No. Specifically, he's asking for anything that he did in the course and scope of his duties as president. Okay, so that's an important piece of information. Well, that could actually just really quick. That, one go, second, that could actually ahead. mean that if he drones, you know, did a drone strike on somebody on Fifth Avenue for being a terrorist, then that is potentially, you know, it covered. It's just like Obama did. Covered. Maybe not on Fifth Avenue, but he did it. Exactly what Trump's argument is. Now, keep in mind, I think Obama ought to be in prison for droning those people. Okay. And 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 if Trump did, you know, that kind of stuff, I'd be a little leery myself. He didn't, by the way. <clears throat> Having said that, what Trump Trump's argument is that this, if they take away presidential immunity, which is sacrosanct, <clears throat> this is what's going to happen: lawfare after lawfare after lawfare after lawfare. Okay, you can't. They they're saying stop yourselves. First of all, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass, okay? Second, that's why there is such a thing as presidential immunity, okay? It's already all written in the books. <clears throat> the justices have fast-tracked the appeal and will hear oral arguments in late April. That's fast-track for them. The, the Justice Supreme Court is as, are slow as freaking turtles, Okay. And they have to be. They are a deliberative body. Trump's criminal trial has been put on hold pending resolution of the matter. Arguments will begin the week of April 22nd, but then they won't probably post a decision until June. Charlie pointed out that this, is essentially, this essentially cuts Jack Smith's runway so short that he won't even manage to lift off. 
It says the real victory here for Trump deals with the calendar, Turley told special report host Brett Baer. You know, the overriding push of Smith, which, by the way, again, they waited two and a half years to file this case these cases and they did it all at the same time if you remember if they were so worried about all of this stuff they would have filed these cases they, and they they did it deliberately they filed it when they filed it on purpose and now it's biting them in the ass <clears throat> the supreme court set oral arguments for the week of april 22nd around the time the court will hear arguments about the application of a charge the justice department has used against many of those arrested listen carefully to this and charged in the January 6, 2021 riot at the Capitol building. Smith secured a four-count indictment against Trump in August related to the former president's effort to challenge the results of the 2020 election. So there's a whole bunch of people that were sent to prison for the same charge that they charged Donald Trump, which there was some really great news this week about that very thing. Not only are are a bunch of those enhancements going to get overturned with Trump, which I know it's going to happen. He does have immunity. Uh, additionally, um, they, they, the court ruled that judges improperly enhanced sentences of more than 100 January 6 rioters. The appeal court ruled judges have Im- may have improperly applied federal sentencing guidelines to more than 100 people convicted of participating in the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. A three-judge panel, I'm so sorry, you guys, of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals rejected the Justice Department's argument that convicted rioters merited lengthier prison sentences for interfering in the administration of justice, which that is not what they did, when they stormed the Capitol to disrupt the certification of Joe Biden's 2020 election win. The phrase administration of justice does not encompass Congress's role in the electoral certification process, Judge Patricia Millett wrote in the court's unanimous ruling. Um, the context, text, context, and commentary show that administration of justice refers to judicial, quasi-judicial, quasi, excuse me, quasi-judicial and adjunct investigating proceedings, but does not extend to the unique congressional function of certifying electoral college uh, college votes. So a lot of their cases are going to get, um, sentences are going to get reduced because of that. And it's great, great news for all of us. Um, So that's what I have today. Tons and tons of great news. Um, And oh, you know, one final one, Danielle will like this one. Uh, So they tried to do mask bans in Iowa. Okay. And um, would excuse me, they did. They made everybody wear masks. The state of Iowa put a ban on mandates. They said you can't mandate people putting face diapers on children, in particular. And of course, the mask freaks uh, took it to the appeals court and got struck down. So that's my final piece Woo-hoo. of good news. People are still fighting. People, are, we have not. We're implacable. We're not going to give up. We're never going to stop fighting. And um, I'm excited about that. Questions, concerns, comments about any of the information that I shared with you today? I'm excited to talk about the topics. I had a bunch of topics. Um, I think I asked my questions um, while we were going. Uh, I'll let the other, uh, I'll let Kate and, um, I'm sorry, uh, 
the uh, the caller from Singapore. What was your name again? Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike, okay. Uh, and Hi, I'll Mike. let uh, Mike and Kate um, uh, comment on that. I do have one more piece of good news just really quick before I do that, and that is that there, we're expecting the um, Supreme Court decision on the ballot issue tomorrow. What what ballot issue? Go ahead, tell us. What is that? Uh, Colorado, like the the one. Colorado. Oh, we're going to get a decision about that pretty soon. <clears throat> tomorrow they. And it's a real, real. Is it tomorrow? And and it's really mm-hmm. good because now Illinois is doing the same thing. And tomorrow, Tuesday Absolutely. is super is is super Tuesday. And so uh, hopefully we'll get that decision because it's super Tuesday. They have to get it done. So. I'm excited, and I look forward to getting them getting their asses kicked on that one too. Yay! Yay! Um, okay, Mike. Any comments on the ballot? So in Colorado, he is okay um, because they they said okay, well we'll stay our decision until the Supreme Court makes their decision. Then Illinois turned around and took him off uh, just the other day. Mm. So right now, as of right now. He's still on the ballot in Colorado um, because because the Supreme Court took it up. Ha ha. Um, they said, okay, well, we'll just you know let it ride right now. He can stay on there until the Supreme Court makes their decision. Um, and then Illinois turned around and did the same thing. So um, as of right now, he's on the ballot in Colorado. He is not. Yeah. Nor will they accept any write-ins uh, to Trump being on the ballot in Illinois. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. I'm excited. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, It's kind of interesting. He's on the ballot, but you would have had to register to be a Republican by February 3rd, I think. It was unfortunate. I would have liked to vote, but um, I guess I wasn't registered as a Republican. (laughs) I didn't realize there is a deadline. Oh, okay. No. Well, you gave it the old college try. He's gonna he's gonna win the primary in in Colorado. Don't worry, you'll you'll fine. You'll yeah. you'll be fine. But thank you for your support. Hmm. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, um, Mike. Questions, comments? Yes, yes. I mean, the, of course, we talked uh, about the COVID. COVID uh, was the biggest scam in the history of mankind. They wanted to put 8 million people into the lockdown, and kind of they were successful. But later on, we understood that, you know, what are their aims are. I mean, mRNA, uh, Pfizer vaccine, and others, you know, people put, and as soon as they put, they they pass out and dead in front of the doc- uh, nurses or doctors. And uh, we saw that so many of it. So it was uh, the greatest hoax in the century of mankind. I mean, even if... There's today, no question about it, Mike. Yes. You're so uh, right, even sir. If today yes. They, yeah, 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 yeah. And if today they come and say Ebola has arrived in the United States, we are not going to put a vaccine. We are not going to put anything, you know, because let your body fight Ebola. We have a collider silver. We have, uh, you know, ancient uh, tools to combat uh, uh, Ebola and other yes. uh, diseases. 
And so we refuse to take any vaccine of any kind because we saw what it has done. My mother died uh, in North America because they give her five uh, COVID vaccines. My relative oh. has uh, oh. basically lost everything. She is now is like a vegetable state right now because she keep, uh, put uh, a fourth vaccine last year. And we keep telling them, please don't do it, don't do it. But they I'm say, so oh, sorry. it's Canada here. We have to obey. I said, okay, if you don't listen to me, then you will suffer. And these things happen. I mean, to your beloved. I mean, everybody has a story from their beloved ones that what COVID has done. Go ahead, please. That's totally true. Mike, I'm so I just sorry. want to say I am so sorry for your mom. And, and I, I, even as hard as we all fought, there are people that we love as well that, that took those vaccines and, and we, we knew that it was going to be bad and, and you did your best. You tried. And I, I just, we're never going to stop fighting. I don't want you to ever stop fighting, Mike. Push back against these, these wicked people that try the biggest hoax. You are so correct and wicked. It was a wicked, nasty, vicious thing that they did to the entire planet. (sighs) And still, it's going. I mean, now they put RSV, RSV vaccine, which is a flu vaccine and something else, and also COVID inside the two. So RSV, I mean, they keep mixing it up with other vaccines. I mean, this is, uh, I think it's more than an experiment they're doing. It's it's just they want us to uh, hook every year. Come and get your uh, COVID vaccine or RSV now, not RSV, every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I was sick very, very much when I took the flu shot. They told me never, ever take this uh, flu shot ever again. And for 40 years, I have not taken the flu shot and beyond, and I am, I am very good. And, and, and if I get sick, I get to the doctor, I get a, a correct antibiotic, and that's it. It will kill the uh, pneumonia or whatever it is. But the question is, uh, COVID is the same thing too. With People who put COVID keep getting sick and sick and sick, then they have to yes, go they to do. emergencies. And emergencies mm-hmm. love them because... It's money, 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 money for the hospital. I keep, you know, this is kind of like something I've said a lot on this show, but, um, you know, just love the people who got the vaccine more more right now. Um, Obviously, the fight to keep them safe, to keep them from not getting it, if that failed, just love the people that took it now because we we might not get a chance again. Um, the, these people mm-hmm. might not be here for too much longer, right? So anybody who who did come to this, yeah, to to this mass um, psychosis formation psychosis, um, you know, just love them more, uh, because who knows when you know when they're going to go. We all know that their life expectancy is going to be lower. So just love them while you know while they're here, and um, 
before they're gone. I absolutely, I agree with you. What were you saying about the Ebola? Did you know there was a a vaccine here in Colorado with live Ebola? That was really here we freaking go again. Right. So some people here are worried that that's going to lead to an Ebola outbreak in Colorado. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, I mean, is anything possible these days? Because right now they are, uh, because it's the second anniversary of the Russia invasion of the Ukraine. And, and, and right now Canadian troops are sent to uh, Ukraine and also Poland, uh, NATO sent uh, uh, their troops inside the Ukraine as we speak. And there were three F-16 uh, flying over uh, kind of Russia because it was ex-Ukraine. Uh, so uh, now Russia says, okay, come, uh, we will bring you down and we will uh, put it, put the, your pilots in the front of the TV and etc." So you see, I mean, they are itching for the biggest war, and German hospitals are in maximum alert, and they have, like, underground hospitals in Germany. All are mobilized for very soon that uh, mass casualties event, which is going to happen. So, Mom and I I were just talking about this earlier. Yep. So are you saying the mass casualty event would be originating from the conflict in Ukraine? Is that is that what you're Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's NATO troops. NATO troops and Ukraine, yes, because they are sending it, and Russia said don't send it. That's against the, everything. And, and if you do that, then I'm going to uh, send my uh, top, top uh, Shaitan 1, Shaitan 2 missiles to your cities. And, mm-hmm. you know, you will be paying a big price. Oh, you know, the problem is we are doing everything to mess up our economic system. Bank of America is going to go down very soon. This is a red alert for Bank of America. So if you have Bank of America, please change, change it and investigate it which bank is better so you can change your bank uh, as well. I mean... Uh, economy is going to collapse. There's no question yeah. about it. And, and, and for what price? The price is for bringing down the Russia. I mean, how dumb uh, these people can be. That well, it's, we yeah, down. I don't think it's dumb, uh, Mike. I think that it's it. They they want a world war because I mean, I a lot of people don't realize that alliances are triggered on both sides. When um, you know right. when NATO steps out of line and and bombs Russia, um, that triggers alliances. That triggers um, mm-hmm. you know all all of these world powers to fight uh, against each other, and it's it's not going to be good. Um, I don't think that there's going to be um, you know a nuclear situation, but there's definitely going to be you know either in a um, EMF or, you know, uh, just, just a mat, like you said, a mass casualty incident um, coming our way, possibly more in Europe, but you know, we, we all, I mean, but just grow food, right? Like that's, you know, that's, I think number one right now is make sure that you can sustain yourself without your, and your family without banks, 
um, you know, without mm-hmm. the, the modern comforts that we've come um, to rely on. I, I think that right now, like just in any way, shape or form that you can make sure that your family is going to be okay um, when an attack comes, because I think that World War Three is possibly on its way. Do you think that people have to have access to some kind of like underground living or berm house or something like that? No, not necessarily. I guess it just depends on what type of apocalypse we're talking about. Right. I know it sounds weird to say, but I know, I know. Um, but but I I would just get um, make sure that you have access to a a water source, a food source, and a news source, and a health source if you can, if you're going to be advanced about it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain things that we're going to have to, um, you know, certain resources that we're going to have to rely on that that uh, is is not. Uh, something that we, ha- you know, like it, that's currently being relied on, right? So, like, don't rely on your own food sources that, you know, that you're currently relying on your news sources, water sources. Find alternatives is what I guess what, what I'm saying. That's good advice. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Okay, you guys, I'm going to sign off for the day. What a, What I appreciate this really great discussion and again mike um i'm really glad you're here and thank you for uh providing your perspective about covid we all happen to be covid um i don't know what are we covid what danielle warriors anti-covid warriors what are we uh, yeah <sighs> i guess anti-vax yeah. warriors yeah, yeah, yes oh, lord sellers. help us truth seekers yeah. We are truth-tellers. You're absolutely know. right, Mike. Yeah. Every single label gets used against us, but the truth is the truth. You can't stigmatize the truth. The truth. The truth. It's still the truth. Amen. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you guys, too, for letting me to be part of your beautiful show. So I will uh, continue uh, jumping. Uh, to your show. Oh, I please think. do, Mike. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I, uh, yeah, all I right, you guys all, have a great week. I will see you. I will see you guys next week. I have a blessed week. I will bring as much good news as possible, and um, stay in the fight, guys. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. All right. Love you. Everybody, Everybody take care. Love Bye-bye. you. Bye. We love you. Okay. Um. All right. So. I would, I would like to. <laughs> I kind of want to play a, um, a Jimmy Dore, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah. Unless um, would, Kate, which one are you oh, thinking? There, the one about the Supreme Court and then and the immunity case. Good. I was just watching him talk about the George Galloway election, so that's why I was curious. But yes, let's that do one's it. crazy too. Yeah. Okay. That that one, yeah, I, I actually just watched that one today. Um, I'm not going to play this whole thing, but this is a okay uh, about Rachel Maddow talking about the immunity Supreme Court case. Um, and I think I'm going to, oh, Mike's gone too. So, um, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. So now uh, 
as you know, the new game for the establishment, the billionaire class that runs the world and doesn't care about the United States whatsoever, uh, their new game is to criminalize their political opponents. And we've explained to you over and over how they're not only doing it in the United States, but Pakistan, Brazil, and now in the United States, they're doing it not only with Donald Trump, but with the uh, black socialists, the Uhuru, I think they're called. They're also doing it to stop cop city protesters in Atlanta, people protesting the expansion of the police state. They're, they're criminalizing who's ever standing up uh, against the establishment. And they, that's what they're doing right now to Donald Trump. And you don't have to like Donald Trump or vote for him. I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I never did. But to see that what they're doing to him, they'll do to anybody who stands up against the establishment in a meaningful way. And the donor class in the Republican Party and the donor class for the Democratic Party, which is the same people, they hate Donald Trump with a passion. Now, there's a lot of theories about that. And one of them is he tells the truth about war and he won't do the wars like they want him to. And another one is he puts an ugly face on the imperialism, so it makes it harder to do that stuff. Doesn't matter why. He's definitely an enemy of the donor class. And now they're criminalizing him and they're doing these frivolous lawsuits. And it's only making people lose faith in the judicial system and their institutions even further. It's not uh, it, it, so the Supreme Court has now decided to delay one of those cases and that Donald Trump won't have to face um, a, a trial over it until after the election. The election he'll most likely win. So then he can't be taken into court because you can't take a president to court for crimes okay. until it, that has to be done in the Senate. And the House, they, if he's committed a crime, the House and the Senate have to convict him. Well, the Senate never convicted Donald Trump of a crime. So now they are losing their minds. Huh. Who's they? The same people who lied to you about COVID. The same people who lied to you about the vaccines. The same people who lied to you about mandates. The same people who lied to you about masks. The same people who lied to you about lockdowns. The same people who lied to you about transmission. The same people who lied to you about contraction. The same people who lied to you about the Syria war. The same people who lied to you about the Libyan war. The same people who lied to you about Ukraine. The same people who lied to you about force to vote. All those people are now losing their minds because the way democracy is supposed to work, it's working. The Supreme Court is doing what they want to do. That's why they're given lifetime appointments. And now that the Supreme Court says Donald Trump doesn't have to face this criminal trial until after the election, this is what people like Rachel Maddow are saying, which sounds to me like she's undermining democracy. Let's listen. Think about the, the court as the Supreme Court of the United States and a rational actor and a decent one. That was a reasonable supposition, and it just turns out they're not that. Um, you'll, you know, incremental bit of progress here. The important question here is not whether the Supreme Court is going to decide. By the way, she's saying the Supreme Court is not reasonable. The same Supreme Court, by the way, that upheld Obamacare. They're not, you would think they'd be because crazy partisans. Mm -hmm. They upheld Obamacare. That's the same Supreme Court that she now says is not reasonable. Okay, here we go. And Donald Trump and all presidents are immune from prosecution for things they commit, crimes they committed while they were president. I mean, it would be 
fully insane for them to actually side with Trump here, right? The conclusion that we can arrive at now based on what they have done without having to wait for the ruling is that they are ensuring that Trump will not face trial. And when they inevitably rule that presidents aren't immune from prosecution after they leave office, what that will tell Donald Trump, if by then he is president, is that he can never leave the office of the presidency. Right. And if he is voted out in 2028, he cannot leave office and he is willing to com he is, he is welcome to commit any crimes he wants to as long as he is still president in order to ignore the result of that election and stay in power for life because otherwise he is going to go to prison when he gets out. Now the reason why Rachel Maddow can say crazy things like that you know, <laughs> is because she's been saying crazy things like that ever since 2016 and she's got paid no price for it. And she's been rewarded with a $35 million contract, which is over $500,000 a week. That's a, over $100,000 a day. She gets paid for stuff like that. And what that's called is fear mongering. What she's saying is that somehow Donald Trump, if he becomes president, will then become a dictator and he'll be able to run things like Mao and China did and he'll never leave office. Forgetting the fact that he would need the complete support of the military to do something like that, which that wouldn't happen. He couldn't even get his own fucking vice president to go along with him protesting the election results last time, let alone the entire military. That this, we have a system of checks and balances. And this fear-mongering that they're doing at MSNBC to try to scare people into believing that somehow if Donald Trump becomes president again, he'll never leave. The guy who left willfully last time, no problem, walked right out of it when he lost the election, is they're now saying he'll he'll somehow be able to retain power for it. So the only reason why Barack Obama still isn't president or Nixon is because uh, they just decided to leave. The reason why Reagan isn't still president and George Bush isn't still president and Barack Obama is just because they were nice enough to leave office. <laughs> Because apparently the president can just stay for as long as he wants, according to liar Rachel Maddow. And what we've just so some of you maybe grew up during like four seasons of weather. If you if you, if you grew up in in Chicago, <laughs> we had four seasons of weather, and you were taught the technique that in the winter, and it's snowing, you're supposed to steer into the skid. It doesn't work when that skid is made of shit. And that's on Rachel, literally. She's now that's a shit skid. This is like that naked guy in a mental institution who's wearing the Napoleon hat, telling the white coats that they're both crazy and to escort him back to his room. And somehow <laughs> this is what it is. And of course, you have to remember, they hired a lesbian because a gay person would never lie to you like this. Well, gay people don't lie, do they? Disney cartoons don't <laughs> lie. She's. A full-blown maniac, out of her mind. Un this is unhinged. What what this is, and she talk. They say Donald Trump is going to wreck democracy if he's elected. What is that called? That's she. She couldn't be trying to undermine democracy more. I mean, we we can go on, but now it's just commentate. You know, commentary. Right. Uh, but amazing. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, on one hand, she's quote unhinged, but then if you really analyze it, she's not unhinged at all. Very methodical manipulation of people's point of view because they trust her, so they believe her. 
kind of like Keith Oberman. Mm, yes. Probably oh, well, on the payroll of the CIA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scum. But, yeah, no, totally. I, I could totally see that. Um, this is crazy in a lot of different ways. Um, I, for, okay, so first and foremost, like, we know because of court filings that Rachel Maddow is not a news source. She's claimed it in court. You know, it's on the mm-hmm. record. She's not. What? <laughs> so Go what ahead. is she? She's just entertainment only or something? She's, She's entertainment. Okay. Well, she was sued. She was right, sued. But that's to protect her. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. So she admits it right here. That now, and now, and now that means that anything that she says can be a lie. You, you know, like, I guess there's a different um, uh, level for mm-hmm. uh, of ethics or whatever for an actual news source. What the but heck? What was the yeah. law? I don't want to get make it too confusing, but what was the lawsuit? Do you know where she says? Um, I think it was the, I think, the, the OAN law. I think it was in San Diego too. I think that's why I I know this so much is because I think this lawsuit was in O. I, I think it was OAN. Like I bet Wasn't you, if you OAN and Rachel Maddow. Okay. You'll find at so least some OAN being one, one American News? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? I feel like Tucker also claimed to only be entertainment in a yeah. court of law. So this is a thing they do to protect themselves. Fair enough. But it is also really shining the spotlight on the fact that our news sources are commentary. They're, they are just opinion sources they're not just like and that's the way it is you know it's not like edward r murrow or walter cronkite or somebody like that who's just delivering news in a unbiased way if there's such a thing anymore well there isn't now and in my opinion there wasn't then either because um, what was it? Mm. Operation Mockingbird had already started. Right. You've, you've researched that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So, so it was already in in focus. I think you know already in place. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I think it kind of went on steroids with the Kennedy assassination. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still there and I think it was there more like as a return to like normalcy right normalcy or however you say it after World War II right like a lot of shit yes okay you know like but I think that's how it was used originally like as far as like ad placement and and controlling the population uh, through trauma basically like, okay, so the trauma's over, World War Two is over. Um, women who were, you know, obviously like drafted to like make shit in in the United States for the war now had to go back to the kitchen, 
right? And mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. after that was when this like 3.5 children con- concept came in or whatever it is where, you know, and little boxes, you know, that's when all these like little pre, you know, like these the houses houses. were built that all looked exactly the same and everybody was exactly the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think that yeah. was a media push from the original Project Mockingbird. Now, now, now that the um, the people like, I guess it's known now that the people are controllable because the population of America ate that up, you know, like Frosted Flakes, mm-hmm. um, and so everybody's like kind of keen for this next move, um, and. Uh, so then what happens next? You know, the government uses this tool, you know, manipulation of the, uh, of the media. public, the media mm-hmm. advertising to create a narrative. And I think that there was a need after the Kennedy assassination to, to kind of um, uh, make sure that, you know, that like, okay, so that trauma-based mind control incident wasn't um, missed. Like there was, this is an mm-hmm. opportunity to trauma-based mm-hmm. mind control people. Uh, you know, it, it was played on the news everywhere, on the TV everywhere that, you know, Kennedy was shot. Like the president mm-hmm. being shot in the head was now in the public psyche as far as trauma. Yeah. Now what happens? Now we can, con- now we control people again. Like that's now back to the, the post-trauma plan. And you, you kind of see that happen over and over again. Vietnam. You know, people showing mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, the the media was showing like soldiers with Viet Cong <laughs> ears. Sorry to laugh because it's not funny, but like Viet Cong <laughs> ears around their necks and, you know, bodies, mm. you know, floating in the Gulf of Tonkin. Like that's mm-hmm. the kind of trauma from from Vietnam. You know, and you can go all the way up. The Oklahoma City bombing, that was another big event that people were, were traumatized and controlled over, right? 9-11, like we still fucking take our shoes off at the airport, what, 20, 23 years later. We still, like, you know, speaking of, like, what our rights are, innocent until proven guilty, what, anybody who goes to the airport knows that that's not the case, right? Yeah, interesting. We, we do it. Perspective, yeah. yeah. So, did you um, happen to see the unredacted, the JFK files released by President Trump? Yes, I studied those. Did you remember there was one document that said that there were forty members of the media on the payroll of the CIA? I always think back to that. Well, only yeah, forty. A little at low. that time. Yeah, I agree, but still, that's enough to infiltrate and create a a narrative, it, oh, especially sure. at that time when there was just a few. There was just like that little handful of news outlets because we didn't have cable TV and stuff like that back then. No. Yeah. Exactly. No. Totally true. Um, yeah. There, there were probably more, but the most in, I think the most interesting document that came out of that JFK dump was um, the, uh, there was a CIA agent that was tasked with keeping tabs on Hitler. Mm. And there was, 
Yes. And so there was a picture of Hitler in South America with the CIA agent. And that was released in the, you know what I mean? Like that one. (laughs) Wow. I can Nobody's that. talking yeah. about that. Nobody, of course not. Of course not. And the and the Whoa. fact that there were already forty forty quote unquote um, agents inside media at that time. Mm-hmm. Of, of course that's. Of course nobody was talking about it. You know, like here we are. You know, how many years later? Huh. They've mastered this. They've mastered the art of. Um, of, I guess, downplaying very important information. Yeah. Downplaying or just not telling people. Right. Right. Well, they they did. It was Recreating there. a whole different version of reality. Exactly. Exactly. I saw it. I thought it was like, like, oh, my God. I already knew it. I already, like... I, I already knew that like um, there there is a huge colony in South America of Nazis, actual Nazis. Um, this is mm-hmm. very easily you know easy to look up, um, where they mm-hmm. just t- took their whole families and and relocated to probably somewhere a little more tropical, you know. Um, but huge Nazi villages all over South America, and so the fact that there's a picture of of <laughs> Hitler. Um, in South America with the CIA handler, because of course, like Hmm. war crimes don't expire. Right. Um, And we just Mm -hmm. learned that uh, through Epstein, right. Oh yeah. He, he just, he took the coward's way. He just killed himself. No, Epstein's perhaps South America, who knows, you know, but he's not dead. Um, He was relocated for sure. Uh, And yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, what, weird, or, like, so was it believed that Hitler killed himself? You know, like I, uh, not buying it. Interesting, interesting. I'd love to see that. <clears throat> I was just seeing last week somebody on Facebook <laughs> who always goes the extra, like one step beyond me and what I think was posting something, and it's kind of vile, but I'm just kind of also got me thinking. It was an interview with somebody who wrote a book about how Hitler was not a bad guy and he did not call himself a Nazi and just this whole other version of events. And I was curious what you might think about that. I mean, well, it's, so, I, it's sometimes it's hard if you're open-minded to just be like, oh, wow, everything's true and nothing's true. It was just very strange. Have you heard about that? That guy who wrote the book about, I'm sure there's several. There are but several. Like you yeah. just wanted, and the concept, you just wanted to stop yeah. bankers or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um, bankers for sure, but you can't say that, right? Because there is this censorship around this another very traumatic experience, right? Um, and I, I would just like to, I guess, start by saying this is how we should have started um, that I tend to not believe much that our history books say about history. Like I, mm-hmm. I, um, I and I know that there are in and, and it. Okay. So another kind of interesting thing is like nine 11 is another like traumatic event 
Um, and, and people are more willing because of the information that was around at the time to maybe believe that the towers fell on purpose. When it comes to mm-hmm. the Holocaust, there was something about that traumatic event. And, and like, I know people are like, oh, something about that traumatic event, right? History books say that 6 million people died. Of course, that's like a, it's a, you know, world changing event. We should never let it happen again, right? So I, I understand why that, that narrative is put forth in all of the history books, but I know for a fact, for a fact, because of Operation Paperclip even, that the history books did not sound the same, the way that, exactly the way that they portrayed it. We took mm-hmm. a lot of their crazy scientists um, and in people yeah. control, right? You know, and, and that's something that, you know, of course, being in control of the population is the the end goal, uh, the whole goal for these people that are doing this. So how do you how do you control mm-hmm. population best? Trauma, right? And the Holocaust is definitely stood the test of time, even though the documents are there for perusal. That um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that the, the the government lied, and it's still reported in history books. You know, like that's. That's a huge hmm. part. That's a huge part of the problem um, that we have to address is that people are so mind controlled, trauma based mind controlled, that they'll believe anything. And, and if one, if one group was funding both sides, yes. then maybe they steered each side to certain atrocities, certain behaviors, and. And we can view it through that. Like I've heard some people say <clears throat> Hitler was a creation of the group that wanted to have Israel be an independent state, like put all the Jews in Israel. I don't know if, that, if it's true. There is the Belfort Declaration. I guess I'd have to look at the timeline there. That's World War One, right? And that's, and that's kind of part of what you're talking about is that that was at the end of World War One. at that time, Israel was part of the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire fell during World War One, And and I guess like in a very clinical way, you could look at it like mm-hmm. it's the spoils of war, right? The, the sides divvied up the portions that they conquered. And, and Israel, current day Israel was part of that. Palestine was most of it, you know, was a big portion of it. Syria was part of it, you know, mm-hmm. it was a huge empire. But right after World one, the Belfour, which is, you know, a letter between a lord um, in England and a Rothschild saying that if you ever, uh, if the Jews were ever attacked again, then they would be given that land. Wouldn't you know it, you know. <laughs> oh, I wanted to, this is a little bit different topic, but I wanted to quote the Belfort, wasn't it, uh, didn't Lord Rothschild just die this last week or two? You know, a Lord Rothschild, is it that yeah. same one? Not, is the same, that's the guy who wrote the letter? That makes sense. No, that was looks written like to his uncle. That was to his uncle. That was his <laughs> uncle. Okay. Said. Yeah. But let me see. I just saw this interview on Richard Medford. Is that his name? Anyway, he's a he's a good investigative journalist. 
Mm-hmm. And here's this here's the screenshot I took of the Belfort Declaration and what was being discussed. It actually said it being, well, I'll start at the top. His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment of is Palestine, the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in other in any other country. So that kind of blew my mind that there it is, part of the Belfort Declaration, that they're not going to prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing communities in Palestine. And here we have this horrible thing happening right now. It's pretty weird that they're just negating that original mission. Right. And they, they have been. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. actually, I think I'm going to pull up that Jimmy Dore that you were just, that you were just listening to because it That's really it. is. Yeah, like I was just thinking that, too. There's this phone call, too. Like, I, I guess we'll just play the whole thing. Um, okay. Because it's not that long. But let's see. If you Sounds all, good. It's in my history. I should just go to Jimmy Dore. Perfect. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I was just watching that yesterday. He's doing such good work right now. I mean, George yeah. Galloway, over George Galloway. Okay, here we go. Let's uh, rewind this. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Rossdale by-election results live. Landslide win for George Galloway as labor condemns MPs as damaging force. So George Galloway, who's a friend of this show we've had on, he's one of the truth tellers over there in the when he was in the parliament in the UK. And then he was doing the mother of all talk shows, which I've been a guest on several times. Um, and here he is with his victory speech. Now he's going to be a member of the UK Parliament now. This is great. This is for Gaza. You have paid, and you will pay, a high price for the role that you have played in enabling, encouraging, and covering for the catastrophe presently going on in occupied Palestine in the Gaza Strip. You know, maybe it would help if you got with Tommy, the pinball wizard, behind you. Maybe you don't need that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what the... But anyway, I'm a big, a big fan of George <laughs> yeah. Galloway. We're very pro- proud. This is where visual would be, would be awesome. <laughs> and <Yes>. so... <laughs> By the way, this really bothered the establishment, so much so that the prime minister came out and said this. In recent weeks and months, we have seen a shocking increase in extremist disruption and criminality. What started as protests on our street has descended into intimidation, threats, and planned acts of violence. Jewish children fearful to wear their school uniform, lest it reveal their identity. 
Muslim women abused in the street for the actions of a terrorist group they have no connection with. Now our democracy itself is a target. Council meetings and local events have been stormed. Well, I think it's interesting that he says that he tries to be like he's even handed. Muslim women attacked in the streets for a terrorist group they have no association with. But he doesn't say Jewish people attack for a genocide that they don't have anything to do with. Isn't that interesting? Yes. He, doesn't, he doesn't say, he doesn't make that connection. Okay, here we go. But here, here comes the part about George Galloway. MPs do not feel safe in their homes. Long-standing parliamentary conventions have been upended because of safety concerns. And it is beyond alarming that last night the Rochdale by-election returned a candidate who dismisses the horror of what happened on October the 7th, who glorifies Hezbollah and is endorsed by Nick Griffin, the racist former leader of the BNP. So do you see how they're trying to discredit him? Oh, it's alarming. It's alarming that George Galloway doesn't go along with the genocide in Gaza. It's alarming that George Galloway doesn't go along with the uh, destruction of Libya. It's alarming that George Galloway didn't go along with the uh, Iraqi genocide and the millions slaughtered in, in Iraq. It's a lot. That's what he's saying, because you want to see what, what, what gets them upset is that George Galloway won't go along with Israel. And he tells the truth about Israel. So, and they call it alarming and shocking, and they try to discredit him as some kind of racist. Want to hear how racist he is? This is what scares them. The truth he's about to tell about Israel. This is what scares them. This is what caused them to say that. To a couple of nights ago, and you were talking um, to the... So this is him hosting his, uh, his mother of all talk shows. And a Zionist calls in, and we'll listen to his response. Um, to these people, and they were saying that Israel, the Jews did not have the right to gain Israel from the Palestinians. And I was just saying, throughout history, the Jews have been persecuted, obviously, from the Holocaust. And we were granted Israel as a result of this. And I feel that... Um, granted by whom? We're granted, well, we're granted from, from Britain and other countries, granted us that. No, what, hey, what right did Britain have to grant you somebody else's country? Well, it's Jews because we lost six million people. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not arguing about that. I'm going to come on to that. But what right did Britain have to grant you somebody else's country? We had the right because we lost six million people. We did not have a hundred. No, I'm going to ask you for a third time. What right did Britain have to grant you somebody else's country? Well, they didn't. Well, they were giving us the right because it was we were. They were basically yeah. saying <laughs> us because of the. the um, they gave you somebody else's country. That's the point I'm making, Alex. Can you deal with it? Yeah, but the Jews have had to. Um, have also had to. Um, they dealt with it throughout history. Well, Alex, I don't know if you came on with the script and you can't deviate from it. Can you please answer that point? And we'll come to the Holocaust and who was responsible for it and who should have paid and what they should have paid for it. But given that you've said Britain granted you, and you're presumably saying you because you're Jewish, somebody else's country, I'm asking you what right did Britain have to grant you somebody else's country? Well, Britain, well, Britain... You could say they didn't have a right, but they came in and dealt with <laughs> us and with Jews having lost all these lives. And they well, you could say they didn't have a right, but they did, they did it. They did it anyway. They did it anyway, yeah. <laughs> but they came in and they did it. So that, that's it. It's done. Wow. So it, gets, that, so, so it, gets, it gets even better. There's a little bit more of this. Well, I, I, I see I'm getting nowhere on this, Alex, so let me deal with your overarching uh, point. Maybe you're just not equipped to deal with the uh, principal point that I have made. The Jews have suffered racist anti-Semitism down the ages in many, many European countries, including our own. Uh, they were subject to regular uh, discrimination at best and pogrom and murder at most. That's undoubtedly true. The 
one place in the entire world that Jews were neither discriminated against nor subject to pogrom was the Muslim world. In fact, so much was that the case that when Christianity came back to power in Spain, in Andalusia, in the um, western extent of the Islamic empire, when the Muslims left, the Jews left with them because they feared the Christian anti-Semitism which would be unleashed uh, in the wake of the departure of the Islamic civilization in the West. That's why uh, so many Jews are to be found even today and were to be found in profusion before the creation of the State of Israel in countries like Morocco and along the North African coast because under the protection of the Muslims, the Jews left Europe and went to live in North Africa. The Palestine that was wiped off the map when Britain granted you somebody else's country, had Jews living side by side with Christians and Muslims for century upon century without the slightest trace of discrimination or violence or pogrom. So what happened is that Christian anti-Semitism in Europe, which massacred six million Jews in the greatest crime in human history, was paid for not by the Christian countries of Europe, that either practiced or turned a blind eye to that anti-Semitism, but was paid by the very people who were completely innocent of that Holocaust, who had never persecuted the Jews, who had never pogromed the Jews. And that seems to me to add insult to the injury suffered by a people whose country was wiped off the map, who were uh, dispersed into exile to make way for a Zionist idea which was granted to European Jews because these were the first settlers, granted to European Jews by Britain. And as you have singularly failed, four times I asked you, to acknowledge that Britain had no right to give away somebody else's country, one country given to a second people, the land that actually belonged to a third people, it seems to me an all-round injustice. Don't you think, Alex? Yes, yeah, I agree that they didn't, have, they didn't so much have the right, but they were stepping in after the Holocaust to grant it to the Jews, but it was... It was long before the Holocaust that Britain stepped in. Britain stepped in in 1917 with mm. the Balfour Declaration made by the British uh, Minister Balfour on our behalf to a group of atheistic Zionist Jews. I make the point about atheism because it's now claimed that this is some biblical land right, as if God was an estate agent. The men to whom Israel was <laughs> promised were atheistic Jews. They were not only not speaking for all Jews, they represented at that time in 1917 a tiny proportion of the world's Jews. Most of the world's Jews supported communist or socialist parties and ideas at that time. The Zionists represented a tiny sliver of Jewish opinion at that time. Yet, Balfour promised them the land which belonged to a third people without consulting either the British or the world's Jews and least of all consulting the Palestinians. Okay, well, thanks very much for talking. Okay, Alex. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we can play more, but that's like a, a big... Yes. Go ahead. It's mm-hmm. a lot to chew on. Interesting what? too. The question of um, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, the person kind of put in place to be a mouthpiece for the who the WEF. Did they? Even, I don't think he was even elected. Do you remember I, that? Yeah. There, ah, you know, I, I'd have to look at the details, but. I, yeah, that makes sense. Boris Johnson resigned, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that kind of like left this lim, like this limbo, at, which went on for quite some time until somebody possibly was appointed. I, I'd have to look that up, but yeah, I'll look it up. 
Yeah, but it, it was um, definitely a not a normal transfer of power there in um, in England. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's it, it's such a valid point that like oh, and you, maybe I'll just play a little bit more because then they start talking about like treasures and things like that that. Um, mm. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Um, let's see. Let's let's just play a little more of this. Um, okay. And then we'll 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 do comments. Uh, okay. okay. Thanks. Okay. 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 Ah, shit. I gotta go. I gotta run. Thank you. I left something on the stove. So that is what scares the hell out of the establishment. A guy like him, George Galloway, is actually going to tell you the truth and the history behind Israel and Zionism and the conflict that's happening right now, the genocide. I don't I don't want to underplay it, call it a conflict. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flat out genocide of murdering by many different means, one by bombing and another by starvation. And they're doing it. That's a group punishment. And they're doing it again. Yeah, but they did it so well in Yemen. Why would they not do this? You know, same thing here. Innocent children. A million of the people who live in Gaza. Sorry, what? I said just don't cover it on the news. It didn't happen. Right, exactly. Our children, and they're starving them on purpose. And the people of Israel, most of them are okay with it. The people who are not okay with it, the Hasidic Jews, get beaten up by the Zionist police inside Israel. I don't. I can't show the video on YouTube because they demonetize it. But um, so that's what scares the hell out of it. So just never forget, just like they're afraid of Julian Assange, not because he lied. They're afraid of Julian Assange because he's telling the truth. Same thing with George Galloway. They're not afraid of George Galloway because he's lying about Israel and he's lying about Gaza and the Palestinians. They're afraid because he's telling the truth, which is why they have to immediately discredit them. So let me bring in uh, Keaton and Russ, and what do you have to say about George Galloway and uh, what I just showed you? Well, that was uh, epic. I mean, it, there's, a, there's a famous video of, of George Galloway. I just DM'd it to you, Jimmy, where this was years and years ago, where he found out that a debate partner was Israeli. He was showed up for an in-person debate at a lecture hall, and the guy at the very beginning mentions that he's Israeli, and George Galloway says, I don't recognize Israel. I don't debate Israelis and walks out, walks out, just leaves the crowd. That's it. No debate. He should debate them more often because he can obviously, obviously very, very good at it. Um, so we, we really need his skill set there. Um, in preparation for this segment, because I knew we were going to do this, I watched on YouTube some of the mainstream English press in response to this. They hate this guy, man. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. You think the American press was tough on like Bernie? Is it like they cannot stand this guy? And what it really gave me insight into like their mainstream media over there is probably even worse than ours. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen, you know, that talk TV host, that woman who constantly meltdown after meltdown after meltdown. Do you condemn Hamas? Do you condemn Hamas? And then those two guys that um, I think it was Jackson Hinkle went on and, and, tore apart that you had him on the show reacting to that. I mean, the media over there is just awful, and they obviously cannot stand this guy. Oh, he's a charismatic person, but he's simplistic, and he paints things in very black and white, unsophisticated terms, implying that he appeals to, like, stupid people. Again, hiding behind the cover of this is all very complicated. And as he just demonstrated in that debate, if you want to call it one, 
It's not complicated at all. You could take these arguments apart in two seconds, and he did. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's really incredible how they've distorted the history. Because I've, I've seen Zionists say, yes, and the Jews had to pay a special tax in Muslim lands. Okay, first of all, that was very unevenly enforced. And second of all, can you tell me what was happening in Christian Europe around that time to Jews? Right. Uh, I think we call that the fucking Inquisition, you morons. You know, you talk, you, but they'll make it sound like, oh, they were horribly discriminated against in the Muslim world in the Middle Ages. Um, and very often, actually, the Muslims imposed that tax on their own people and not on Jews and Christians because they wanted to stimulate trade with Europe. But that aside, so, you know, I was just in London, and the first place I got booked had no Wi-Fi. Um, which they kind of buried in the fine print. So we have a channel patron, Ian Puttick, who has this beautiful old gin uh, house that he rents as an Airbnb that he gave me for free. And he was uh, very friendly with George Galloway and who was working on the campaign. Um, so I am very glad for him and for George. Well, I think that's a little, a little too far on that. But... Well, okay, what are your thoughts? There's so there's so much to say, but where where do you want to start? Well, I think it's great that George Galloway was elected. This gives us some hope that real politicians who care about people, who care about the state of the world, are getting into office. And no matter how much they try to pervert that somehow yeah so that's great they're telling the truth about Gaza it's so weird here how even the politicians that we like or we feel are better they're still paying lip service to Israel so you know we're all scratching our heads going what is that Trump Tulsi RFK Jr. They're all giving, you know, I don't, don't want to be gross, but tongue bath to Israel. Like, obviously, there's totally. something in there that they are being controlled at least a little bit. But then there's also that question, and I don't want to, again, go too far. I'm not a Q person, but I heard that Q said the last thing that would be dealt with would be Israel. So maybe it's a ploy. Just to keep it going, to get into power, to say we're we love Israel, or Israel well, has the right to defend, defend itself. Like so lame. Hey, anyway, here's my theory about that. Um, Israel will be the last one to go to fall <laughs> to be dealt with because they. Um, it, okay, so really, the last thing that's going to fall is the children, you know, like the fact that all, like mm-hmm. so many, uh, that especially Israel has tabs on every American politician, every European politician. Um, and that oh, ties here. I'm going to let tie in. Um, but let, let me just finish this thought. Um, Israel and Epstein are one, right? So 
Epstein mm-hmm. Island was a, a joint Mossad uh, yeah. U.S. Yeah. operation. Extrapolate yeah. from there, and we can do six hours on it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it, it it is connected, and the reason that Israel will be the last to fall is because Israel controls American politicians. So mm. hi, hello. Yeah. Oh. Hi. I just wanted to say oh. that I looked up Rishi Sunak. So this is just straight out from Wikipedia. Rishi Sunak's tenure as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom began on 25 October 2022 when he accepted an invitation from King Charles III to form a government succeeding Liz Trust. He is the first British Indian to hold the office of Prime Minister. And of course, as Jimmy Dore has pointed out, we just, you know, being a person of color just makes him elevated. We will excuse anything because he's a person of color. That's sort of their MO, right? Right. So I was interested in, first of all, that he was appointed, weird, and then also that he succeeded Liz Truss. And then I looked up Liz Truss and she was only in government for like, didn't she interview Liz Truss? Like, that was quick. Liz, I don't. I don't know. British politician oh. Liz Truss, British politician who served as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom from September to October 2022. So something was going on there. Anyway, we can delve into that a bit if we want to. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I, don't know, I, I didn't really hear what's going on. I just kind of. In, so. Oh, okay. No problem. Uh, go, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you want to let them know what, what the topic? Oh, well, we've been talking. We've been talking about the election of George Galloway in the UK mm-hmm. and how he's been speaking out on behalf of Gaza, and he's of course being put down by Rishi Sunak and the mainstream media in the UK obviously trying to smear him because he's speaking on behalf of Gaza and the people of Palestine. So we were talking about that. We were talking about some other things, the Belfort Declaration and stuff like that. It's all so much. Um... It's a lot to chew. That's what we did. Yeah. It's a lot to chew on. Right. But, um, uh, I think actually, though, I think this started with um, the uh, declassification of the uh, of the JFK era stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and how yeah. they released the, the 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 thing that was most underreported from that document dump was a picture of a a CIA handler um, with in a picture with Hitler, you know, way after the fact in South America. What the like, heck? I have to see that. Yeah. Well, yeah Don't a lot you of remember came out. seeing that, guy, that, that picture? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was, there was, there was always the, uh, the, the, what they call the conspiracy theory, that Hitler was never actually burned alive. And the, supposedly, because remember, the, the story of him dying was he was covered, a, he was thrown in a ditch and covered in petrol with Ava Braun. But supposedly that never happened. It was just a pepper. And then he was snuck off to Cuba and was living there, like lived out his days, supposedly. 
Um, which and wouldn't surprise me considering America. most of the people we, we hired most of those <laughs> Nazis anyway, so it wouldn't surprise me, but but I mean, yeah. it's, it's like there's no. But I understand, I understand. I understand the declassification of that because also simultaneously, this is very odd. I don't know if you guys know this, but on TikTok and other a lot of places, there's been a lot of interviews from the former mafia gangsters of the 70s and 60s, talking about what happened to Capone and blah 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 and all this stuff. And they've pretty much come out and said there was a lot of miscommunications and things we didn't really get that were going on. One of those being that the Kennedys were the ones who had Marilyn Monroe killed, by the way. So. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting stuff. Very interesting. So it's not all. It's it, and as we already know, there's already a lot of misconceptions about how, how what the mafia is, and they're actually a lot more moral than the CIA and FBI are. Uh, they actually protect their women and children. They actually attacked pedophiles. They did all those stuff. So they, they had a bad rap on purpose because they were doing their job better than the state was. So it's it's one of those things. It's like there's there's a lot of all that stuff starting to get come out because we, once again we're in the time of Aquarius. And Pisces, which is which is all of that all those secrets are revealed out. They're they're shed out. Um, and when was that dump? When did that dump happen? That 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 or that declassification was that just recently? 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, but the reason why you know why that's coming back up again today or coming back up again this weekend because the mood is entered Sagittarius rules court or court and order and it's been there all weekend that's going to transition to capricorn tomorrow at three but this is what all this says it's all about uh it's in Sagittarius ruling men as well so men uncles uh father figures and and in revealing those secrets especially having to do with finance and mental health pisces ruling mental health so the cosmos cyclically does this stuff it really does people just don't really pay attention to how um how it actually affects them and it really does this is all cyclical stuff. We're going to keep getting stuff like this as, this as this comes out. Aquarius is not here to play. It really isn't. It's just not. And I kind of like that because it's like all will be flushed out. It's going to have to. Pisces also is the end of the Zodiac. So this 12-month cycle has to close out. We use the waters to wash it away, and then we start again fresh with action and direction in Aries, the fire sign. So, I mean, it's all cosmically linked. It's all there. So. That's very interesting. I find that very interesting that's being talked about right now, especially disclosures and there's more alien stuff coming out. And like, this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep happening. It's just going to get more and more chaotic as time goes on. And, but also they're going to try to drown you in it. They also are trying to dr- overwhelm us in it and get us involved yeah. in things we really can't do much. Like we can't really do much about the Palestine thing. Anyway, we don't live there. We can't, I mean, it's not our say anyway. So we can speculate on it, but there's not much, you know what I mean? We don't really know. All of, all of what there is to know about that. That's why I rarely talk about it because I'm like, I don't think I know enough to even mention it, really. <laughs> like, I really don't. Well, I know. So I don't want to get, I don't want to speak when I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? So. True, true. Yeah. It, yeah. Info yeah. Out there, though. it is so weird, though, that that's just kind of like they just created it. Hey, let's just create this uh, country. State, whatever. Technically, it's because they lo- because of that area lost in World War One. That's what happens when you lose a war; you lose your territories. So that's but kind of what it is. When they just show up there, that. it's because they lost the war. So when you lose the war, that's what happens. That's just that's the reality of war, of World War One. So it's just people, people kind of ignore. It. And also, and also Hamas. It's also like a difference between the people and the government of it. Like, you know, I mean, like Hamas is not them. You know what I mean? And Zionist isn't Jews. And you know, so like there's distinctions there. It's just hard because they're so right. interwoven through a long history. That's that's I the complication part. So I think it's really, really important in this argument, especially because it's such a divided, divisive topic, that we we yeah. separate the idea of humanity 
and state. You know, like at this, you know, like especially in this topic, right? Like how else do you inject logic into this situation? Because we, yeah, because every politician that's owned by Israel is, is pushing this agenda. And it's, you know, it's like an agenda on steroids. It's, it's an agenda that's supposed to, this is wartime propaganda, right? And who ever trusts wartime propaganda? Yeah. Do you remember in the clip that I shared a while back from Scott Ritter that he was saying that he thinks Hamas is like, I don't know exactly how he put it, but he was like kind of positive about Hamas. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was weird. Like it surprised me. It just surprised me. Those those people, they've lived on this apartheid state. They grew up in these camps. And they're willing to die. They don't, they see themselves as like, this is my lot in life. I'm going to fight for this. I have nothing else. Well, and the, and the reason I think, I think the reason you were talking about Q and all of them earlier, saying, that's why Q said that. Is the reason he said it's the last holdout is because it's the last holdout of the Chimos. That's where, that's where they're hiding. They're hiding the big ones there. That's why it's the last, the last Remember holdout. Remember rings of the within world. rings within rings? Yeah, they're not going to hide them here. They're not going to hide them here. They're going to hide them way where they can't be accessed. And, and there they have immunity. They, don't have, they have immunity from the United States there. So that's, that's part of it. Also, there's a lot more declassified stuff coming out about them and how that's all working. And Oh, by the way, they just moved the National Archives, if you heard about that, from Washington, D.C. to Denver, Colorado. Interesting. I wonder if they're preparing mm-hmm. for something. So yeah. they're moving all these archives off the coastlines into the mainland. Why would that be? Maybe because of oh, food and threatening to kill you all? I Maybe. Get a, I can't. Get a I boat. can't hear that. <laughs> can't hear that. Is what you said. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> can't hear that. I live right. by the beach. I, look, to, to be fair, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but they're preparing for the possibility of it. I mean, because the United States has an ego problem, and they are not backing down, even though they really need to. It's one of those things where it's like, guys. I mean, there was a time when you could just keep throwing your weight around and just keep doing it, forcing your way. That time is gone, and they're really struggling with that. Because remember, we're backing them into a corner. Remember we talked about if you back your enemy into a corner, they come out wildly flailing, wildly. They'll sacrifice millions of you to get their way. They really don't care. So it's about about how we take them down. But because because the United States is in such this – hegemonic mind frame, they don't see that the world is turned against them. They don't see that yet. They refuse to acknowledge that. And there's more and more people teaming up against them. The more stupid they act, they'll have Houthis in China and India and North Korea and Russia, and everybody's just like just circling them. They're like, um, what if we just act like more of a wild asshole? We're like, hey, you need to calm down, please. You need to calm down. You're, you know what I mean? They keep forgetting that they're threatening Russia, not Zimbabwe. Russia can kill you. They can't. They can't actually do it. Right. So you, need to, you really Especially do need to kind of, all of their weigh your options here, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, the alliance well, they have is to have a goal. Come on. <laughs> they do. They do have a goal. And it's trauma-based mindset. Yeah, get those resources. They have their own resources. They have their own economy and their own resources. They're not dependent on us. They're not dependent on the Rothschild banking industry. That's why Mm. they're fighting so hard to get us all into digital currency and and and, and for China to join us in that digital currency because they know they're going to lose. 
China's already created their own digital currency, which is starting to uh, just starting to out, out, outbid them in, in the world market. The dollar is falling factually, and they can't stop it. So, the, so they're trying to force people into a mode where they still have control because they still have control over most of the world banks. The United States has most of them. I mean, they created all the banks that even other banks are using to give their own countries money. You know what I mean? Like they still, they're the, they're the third. Um, they're the third one. Whatever this, you have to give to a third person to give to you. That's been the whole plan of the United States the whole time. That's if you read the book um, Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. That's all that is. He's, he's kept industries separated from each other to go through a third person so they own it all. That's the whole point. Because otherwise we could do it without them. We don't need banks. We don't need all these people. They're, they're, they're intercepting it so that they can have a say. That's the only reason they can do it. That's the only reason. Once they, once they separate all these all these things that work together, they keep them separated and then become the middleman. It's three-card Monty. You pit two things against the other, run off with the spoils. That's exactly the plan. That is exactly it. Um, Mm -hmm. And Colonel Douglas McGregor is saying that one way out is through Bitcoin, that he thinks that that is the the currency of the future. I think he also tried to hit me up on Telegram to sell me Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that would have been. Well, I mean, that's the investment. It's, it's digital currency. That's the new. That's the new thing. It's going to circumvent the the debt system of the United States. So. Yes. Well, yeah. The debt it's system. Not like, based in debt. I mean, because remember, we don't have money. That money they're printing. That's a fiat right. currency. It's a free. It's a. It's a promissory note. It's not actual money. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. Um. Yeah. There's just. I'm just interested in the sort of different ideas about Bitcoin. I was watching this thing with Douglas McGregor yesterday and it kept blowing my mind what he was talking about and I'd love to share it. But one of the things he was saying, which was surprising to me was hold on to your Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin because that, because the dollar is going to crash. And then on the other side of that, I'm hearing Whitney Webb saying stop rejoicing and dancing in the streets when Bitcoin rises higher, 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 because that's, the signal that the dollar is going is becoming less and less valuable. It's just a, a sign of extreme in, inflation. So, yeah, and it, well, inflation is a sign of of a, of a feudal society. Like it's it's about to die. There's actually been hypothesized about this for for about two centuries. The Moors, who I'm part of, the more you know, the the, the native dark skinned copper colored people of this of this place known as a Mexum. There's a there's a there's an elder named Noble Drew Ali. He has this great book called uh, Clocks of Destiny. He, he even wrote in it. It's a chapter in his book where he writes, "You will eventually pass a twenty dollar bill in the street and not bother to pick it up." Will be worthless. It means nothing. The petrodollar means like, nothing. Um, it really doesn't. So, yeah. And he said he said this in the he said this in the seventy or the fifties or something like this. Like we this was always destined to be the case, always. And they knew it was. So that's just we just it's just the American populace waking up to the fact that they don't understand their actual current current seat. They don't understand it. Currency and, and money is the is the law of water. So that's what it is. It's the law of water. Um, government being the law of land, they'll under, they'll start to get these processes as they start as, as you know as things start you know collapsing in on itself. They'll start to see the game. It's revealing itself it's every day. Set up though, don't you think, Ty? Lately, with the housing costs and what else, yeah. the food costs, everything is more and more expensive. Yeah, and they're doing that on purpose. Well, I want people to know it's not necessarily because inflation is kind of a tricky subject. So it's not that things are it's not that things are inflating up. It's that the it's it's 
it's not the inflation itself. It's the rate at which it's doing so. So it's, the rate is slowing down of the inflation, but we're still going to keep inflating. Does that make sense? So, like the, so the, 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 when they say it's not actually inflation, they do mean that the inflation rate itself is not going up. It's the rate at which it's going up. So it's slowing its rate, but it is still inflating. And inflating can only happen from a corporation. Governments can't inflate anything. It's not a thing. Only corporations can inflate. That's what we keep saying. It's not a government. It's a corporation pretending to be a government. It's masquerading as one. That's why it's not working. The government doesn't have the government doesn't have the ability to the government doesn't have the ability to give you health care. It can't take away your rights. It can't it can't do any of those things. It has none of those ability. It can't do those. Only corporations can do those things. So it's well, interesting, so but nobody seems to get it. If you incorporate your government, yes, but your government, it's, but the government itself is not really the problem. It's because it's it, when it's put in its correct jurisdiction, when it's correct, when it's kept in its jurisdiction, it's fine. It's the over bureaucracy that's the problem. That's the issue. It's bureaucratized and corporatized, which means it has unlimited about to do anything. It just has to make profit. It doesn't have to do anything else. Oh, but people yeah. keep, but but also that's not everyone's fault not to know that because they are they are pretending to be a government, so it's not like people should know that they don't they're they're disguising it on purpose. It's fraud. That's what we mean. It's fraud, and you can prosecute them for it. There is no statute of limitations on fraud. You can prosecute them at any time, but you have to learn how to do that. It was kind of like how we couldn't get the COVID restrictions done because we were doing it the wrong way, we're challenging the constitutionality of it, not whether or not it was an emergency. So we had to go back challenge whether it was an emergency, then challenge the constitutionality of it. So there's a process to how it's done. We just didn't know the process. That's just what it is. It's just about studying the process. So. Talking about banks, I would kind of like to listen to what Liz Truss has to say, the very short-lived prime minister of the U.K. who was only in office like a month. Did you see that clip I sent you, Danielle? No. I can pl- I can pull it up though. Oh yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm just curious about that. I'm curious about why she was pulled out of power. What's that? I think it's because they're about to lose. I think the party that's in power, like the, I think the Tories are losing and the Labor Party is about to win. There's some there's some correspondent I've been talking to that's like there's a switch of power happening that never usually happens, and I think they're about to lose. And I think it's what's about to happen, and they're not well, happy about in, it. So I'm like, eh. she left, yikes. Boris um, Johnson left, and then Liz yeah, Truss was there, and she left. Yeah, Here she's on Jimmy Dore talking about bankers. I don't know. I'm just curious. Maybe it's not anything earth-shattering, but I'm just curious. I'm not sure. I don't know know how they're – because, you know, their system's a lot different. But so is is Canada's, actually. I know know a lot of Canadian lawyers, and their system's real fucked. Like, they're talking about trying to get the mayors reelected, recalled, and shit. I'm like, what's happening over here? I don't – it's like this everywhere, by the way. It's like this all over the place. So I don't yeah. know what's going on, but nobody's following their own constitution in any country. So I'm not sure what the hell's going on. <laughs> look what they're doing to Trump. It's crazy. They're just so arrogant. That was so arrogant how they just, they basically appointed Biden. If we had a monarchy and a King Charles, he would have just said, I give this position to Biden. That's pretty much what happened. I mean, don't quote me, but... Well, that's why it was weird when people were like, Trump's running us like a corporation. Because it is. That's why he's doing it. Because it is a corporation. Which we kept trying to tell him for years. We're like, it's a corporation. That's what we're trying to tell you. That's why he's good at doing it. Do you see? Do you understand? It's that simple. It really is. Something to mull over for for both of you. Do Mm -hmm. you think that the reason they went after Trump Corporation first is because 
they know that the Trump, the corporation brand is more important, more um, uh, malleable, more uh, on their side than criminal, like the Trump person, you know, inciting a violent, you know, a violent insurrection that, you know, that's something that is criminal. But I think that perhaps the way current laws are set up, going after Trump TM or whatever, um, trademark corporation is easier in their minds than going after a former president as a person. Thoughts? Well, because they can't. They can't, they can't use the government to target individual people. That's against the law. I can't do that. But they can go after corporation fraud. They can do that all day. That's also why they drown whistleblowers out in legal fees. That's why they do that. They're trying to, they're trying to invalidate you. And they'll use any trick, and they can't, but they can't, use, they can't just make – they can try to make stuff up, but they'll just see whatever sticks. But they can go after your corporate stuff really quickly, very, very quickly. Exactly. And that's the only way they can get no, them. Jury. They'll do that. That's, I mean, they don't care how. <laughs> they no, don't care how they'll get them as long as they do. I didn't yeah. know that they were going oh. after him as a corporation and not as an individual. I, both. I actually didn't both. They can't. They can't come after him as an individual. They're they can't both. do that. How can they do That's that? They can that target, you can target your political opposition? No, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't e. do that. Carol? It's literally illegal. E.G. So. E. Carroll, anyone? You know? Like, that is civil. The one that just got pushed through with no jury, no expert witnesses, and, and a judge from mm-hmm. New York is, is now an expert witness and able to determine um, property value in Florida. <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Like what I mean. That? Yeah, yeah, they're going against their own laws. They're going against, that's, that's why the Colorado thing did was smacked down. And they were surprised. I'm like, yeah, because you invalidated your own state constitution in order to do this. You can't do that. You just can't. That's not acceptable. And also the immunity thing. I, if you guys wanted to know what the immunity thing was about, this is not about immunity of him as a, as, as a, as a president. It's about his immunity for him to speak his opinion as the president. You know, like how Barack Obama was. <laughs> you know how Obama can speak even though he's the president? He can still speak about things. So can Trump. And people are like, he shouldn't be able to speak. Yes, he can, dear. Yes, he can. That's why the Supreme Court is going to hear that case. Because you can't just say, we don't like him, so he can't speak. That's not acceptable. That's, a, that's literally against the First Amendment. It just is factually. So, and that's exactly the mockery. Especially, especially about something he wasn't convicted for. Especially, he wasn't convicted for the thing that they're trying to be mad about. So why can't he speak about it? Of course he can. That doesn't make any sense. So, We're just being told that something by the media and then they just believe it because it's the media figurehead saying it. So they just exactly. trust it. Oh, of course Trump is And as you know, if it wasn't truth, it was a narrative. It was, a, it was a narrative. It wasn't, it wasn't facts. It was a narrative because they don't have to give you facts. They just give you narratives. That's, what, that's the function of the media. Give you narratives. So, well, and also, they just keep forgetting that Charging somebody with something is not the same as indicting them. It's not the same as finding them guilty. Yes. Exactly. So they're not guilty because yeah, you charge them or accuse them of something. You have to prove it in court. You have to prove it in court that they're guilty. They're not guilty because you want them to be. And then they lost that court case and are still pretending like they won it anyway. You didn't win it, though. You lost that argument. Why are you still pitching it? You lost it. <laughs> they're like, but the insurrection. No, you failed to prove the insurrection. So the insurrection is not true. That's it. You have to adapt to the facts. Also, why when they lose court cases, they go, the court system's rigged. It isn't rigged. It just doesn't favor your cult ideology. It favors the facts. And court is about what you can prove, not what you think is true, what is provable. And you can prove it, so your case is dismissed. Next. That's it. That's all there is to it. So 
People get really angry depends about that, too, when they can't just have their way. It's really funny to me. Well, like, I'm objective. Are you? Are you, though? <laughs> it depends if the judge, if they own the judge or not. If the judge is corrupt, then who knows? Well, not even then. Not necessarily, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone, everyone in that prosecution of Trump didn't like him, but they still failed anyway because they couldn't prove it. You have to be able to prove it. It doesn't matter if you like the people or not. You have no evidence, so you've lost the case. But that's why we're like, that's what they're like. Oh, this court system's rigged. How could it be? You all hated him. Everyone was there who hated him, and you still lost anyway. Do you see? Just because your old consensus doesn't mean it's fact. It doesn't mean it's fact. It just doesn't mean. That's, that's well, the whole issue. That's why you guys, I, I gave you guys that little picture of like the, them going, we should treat COVID as the flu. Oh, you mean that thing we said from the very beginning? Thank you so much. Yeah, um, yeah I think what it is is a delay that's tactic. That's what we said. Delay tactic and also bleeding him dry financially. Trump. Bleeding him dry, exactly. They're trying to keep him from his because yeah. he needs money to run. And so they're trying to bleed his, his finances dry, as all they do with whistleblowers. They want whistleblowers to be burdened with debt and, and bureaucracy so that they give up. They're trying to make people give up. That's the whole point. Yeah, oh, exactly. And as long as there's, as long as there's an opposition, they can't do it. Because once they get rid of your morale, you're done. Yes. Then, once your morale is gone, it's over. So. Yeah. If you just look at Trump's face sometimes, boy, he looks like he's just had the life wrung out of him. They're tormenting. Yeah, yeah, it's like every moment he is, every fucking moment. He's like, every time I fly <laughs> over a state, they're like, here's a new criminal charge. We're like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> getting obnoxious. Yeah. It's getting annoying. So, but as you said, he's like, I'm not going to give up. Because he's, 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 he's part of the deal. Clearly, they didn't read his book. He's not going to give up. He's as petty as they are. That's why he got to that position. He's Tom Petty yeah. and the Heartbreakers, honey. Peppermint Petty. All day long. <laughs> All day. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a game for but, him. but so am I, though. As you notice, so are we. Like, they, they, they target Danielle, they target you and me, and we're still here doing it. No matter what happens, we're still here. Oh, we're going to keep going. Because we still get, as you see, we get, mm-hmm. confer- we get confirmation. People message me today, oh, you were validated about that thing again. Again, 18 times in a row, you keep getting validated. Nobody gives you apologies. They don't accept it. They don't contact you again. But you are still correct anyway, 100%. You don't have to back down when you're right. You don't have to. So you just don't. So... Yeah, counting on so many, it. Don't do it. So Make sure you specifically don't. Lost. <laughs> I've lost so many friends, and then I see later that whatever it was that they unfriended me about, now the narrative has changed, but nobody really remembers why they unfriended me. Just some kind of mysterious mm-hmm. thing that I was a bad person. That's so weird. Which they'll still say. They still, remember, because I'm, st- I'm still ostracized. People are still mad at me. They still won't let me perform, even though I was right about all those things. I still was 100% right. But they're like, but you were mean about that. Ah, now you've, now you've changed mm-hmm. your opinion. Because before it was that I was wrong and dangerous. Now the fact that you're wrong and dangerous doesn't matter because you were nice about it. You were polite, evil, and I was rude truth. I see. I see. I get it now. Yeah, so I warn people about polite evil. I've had that conversation. Polite evil is worse. Obama, polite evil. Be careful. Be careful with that. Somebody out of their their passion or their calling or what they're doing, like their job, that's pretty evil. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. Or or an ideological difference. Just an ideological difference. That which wouldn't have mattered if I was wrong, but I wasn't. That's the problem. Is that I was right and they did it and still stand by it. I'm like, wow. You don't think you're gonna get karma for that? I think you will. I think your Jay Cavill's gonna be read to you on your deathbed. You're gonna be really upset. Go ahead, Danielle. No, I was just uh, saying Jimmy Dore has the same complaint. You know what I mean? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, he goes to do stand-up. Nobody will talk to him. 
They all love the vaccine. I like I like Biden's I liked Biden's little announcement recently. He's like he's like you know if you if you like me again, I'm going to give 1.6 billion to the homeless for feeding. I'm like you just gave 465 billion to Gaza and Ukraine, but that's okay. Um, that's fine. Yeah, that's Biden's fine. Um, last year or the year before. No, 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 no. Notice the amount. 1.6 billion for us. 465 billion for Ukraine. Okay. Um, the, you realize the, the amount of money right. you gave to Ukraine? No, no, no. Wait. The, the amount of money you gave to Ukraine, you could have given every single person in the United States $200 million. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. They're, they're playing in your face. They're playing right in yeah. your face. It's, it's yeah, really, yeah. really disrespectful. Both, it's yeah. really disrespectful. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. The next thing we're going to see is uh, we will give you $20 and a crispy if you vote for Democrat, you know, or Biden or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, they're yeah. going to start bu- oh. trying to buy votes. Well, they're already saying like, oh, the border's a problem. We just realized that now that we're seeing it really is a problem, but it wasn't when Trump was doing it, but it's a problem now, but it's Trump's fault. Yeah. Didn't they say it was Trump's fault? It's still Trump's, everything is. Everything is Trump's fault. They said, they said Larkin's murder was Trump's fault. Everything is Trump's fault. You're the person who hasn't been president for three years. Somehow everything is still his fault. I'm like, mm, um, don't think that's how that works. People want responsibility. People want, no, they want authority without responsibility. Ooh, that's not how that operates, dear. So, unfortunately, it is going to be Biden's fault. That's why it's funny that you're, they're even talking about Palestine. And, I'm like, honey, you have literally the biggest homeless population in the world right now. Do you want to, do you want to try to get off your ass? Maybe <laughs> haven't even mentioned it. Has he said one word about the homeless at all? Has he said anything about it? Yeah. In fact, well, what did yeah. you say about the bill? What did you say about all the bills that were passed where, where now homelessness is illegal in all the two States? Did he even mention it? Did it even come out of their mouths? Nothing at all. Not a single word. Interesting. Homelessness that's is interesting. Illegal now. <laughs> so that's yep. what they're doing. About it is illegal it? to be homeless. It is illegal. On what what are they going to do to homeless to punish them? That's crazy. Put them in jail. Find them with money. They they put them in jail. No, no, no. Prison labor. Put them in jail. You know why? You know why? We need prison, prison labor. labor. Free prison labor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Sure, we'll do that. Sure, will. It is a crime in all of these states to have to not have a house. The facilities are already built. Why would we not use them, Ty? They're already overcrowded too. So whatever they can do. No, no, <laughs> whatever no. they can do. Not here in California. They just released everybody for COVID. Uh, now they're empty. Oh, that helps. Well, you know what yeah, everyone should do? I, 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 I tell the no... homeless people, I'm like, you know what you should do, homeless people, is you should leave and then come into the border, and then you can get all your rights. So there you go. That seems to be the only way. Yeah. We, just have to come, we just have to come in with the migrants, and then we'll get all the things we originally were promised as a U.S. citizen. So <laughs> apparently. I have a friend, I, somebody who I – with in a guarded way. I don't say everything I think with this person because they are a Democrat, but they have a group of people that help migrants coming in who are homeless. They create like a little tent for them with a kitchen and helps help them survive the elements. So like there are migrants coming in who are living outdoors. Honestly, I don't know what happened. Yep. I don't know who knows? So I have a little mm-hmm. more. That's why it's so, it, uh, so hard. Okay, but I have a little more of like a border centric perspective, and I can tell you what they do. They bring them. We yeah. they rent out hotels. 
um, mm-hmm. here, you know, in San Diego. And I, I honestly, like, I, I really admire and appreciate what Texas is doing. But the one thing I'm not really um, a fan of is uh, busing their migrants to San Diego. I understand that California <laughs> is a sanctuary state and that's the, you know, uh, the position or the point that needs to be made by Abbott. But can we send them to Northern California? Do we have to send them to San Diego? Because we're getting not only, you know, thousands coming over um, the border in San Diego. Um, and I, and I, I think more than 10,000 Chinese nationalists came over in like two days. Like mm-hmm. not just, mm-hmm. you know, it, like there, there's a plan going on. Um, and so, so do we have to send any more migrants to the streets of San Diego when we've got homeless people? Like I, I've said several times yeah. on the show, when we do dog walks in the morning, we have to play the, is this human shit or dog shit games on our sidewalks when we spend mm-hmm. $3,500 a month and rent, you know what I mean? Like that's what it is living next to a border. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, so well, that, that's that's like well in Colorado, they've collapsed our healthcare system. They've completely yeah, collapsed like, the healthcare system here. The healthcare system is gone because of that. They just mm-hmm. bust them all here, and now there's, they're so overwhelmed they can't do anything. It's, just, it's destroyed the entire healthcare system here. So they are busting well, them here too. Those people yeah. that my friend says he's helping with, like making an outdoor kitchen for them, they are busted here. Right. So, yeah. Well, my, We're my also a sanctuary point. city. We are also a sanctuary my, city. So. Right. Exactly. My only point is that we share a border with Mexico in San Diego. Do you have oh. to send them to San Diego? Like, I, I understand that there's big problems everywhere and everybody's like, you know, overwhelmed dealing with these people. But we're like double, super, triple overwhelmed because we share a border with Mexico. Can you please, like you know, realize that we the illegal ports of entry that, you know, plague Texas also plague San Diego, you know, like, uh, right. sorry. Yeah. You know, I think, you I know think they really friend... wanted to stay blue there though. Cause they're, they're worried about big States turning red. So they're like, if we can flood people with people that might go to keep the place blue, then they'll do that. I think, I think that's what they're trying to do. I'm not sure, but that's just a guess. That's definitely my one thing. Just, my friend texted me today. He lives in a small suburb, not urban at all in Colorado, suburb of Denver. And he texted me that somebody pooped on his lawn and that he thinks it's migrants. <laughs> I thought he was joking. <laughs> but he just said, uh, I swear to you, well, goodness gracious, he says he thought maybe it was him, his own poop, like from sleepwalking, but then he thought he didn't eat any corn. <laughs> So. <laughs> what's, interesting, what's interesting, though, is, the, you know, what I was, what I was, ex, I was ex, actually expecting the worst from the situation, but it seems to be this is even backfiring on them even more than I thought it was going to, because I think they thought we were going to turn on the migrants, and we're not. We're turning on the government. Like, nobody's blaming the migrants at all. They're like, no, it's not them. You're, you're doing well, this. You're causing this problem. You're bringing them here on purpose. And, well, some people are. But did, didn't you expect more of that to happen? Didn't you expect all of us to be kind of like, fuck them? Like, it was going to be like a, yeah. a, a free-for-all or all of hate. We didn't. Most people, know it's, most people know. Most people know better than that. They're like, you're doing this to them on purpose. We know you are. We know what you're doing. Like, we know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, like, and they're turning they on the government. Here? And I'm like, that's good. Soros. Exactly. How did they get here? Yeah. They have questions. Soros. They have questions. 
Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that. That's, excuse me, that's good news because they were hoping we would just fight amongst each other and we're not. We're turning it all on the perpetrators. We're like, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? So I think that's why, we, I think that's why the Civil War thing isn't as big of a thing as I thought it was going to be because I think people are just tired of the, of the people in charge. They're just tired of them. They're just tired of all the people. They're so tired of it now. We're too poor to attack each other. We just, we just, nobody has the capability or mind frame to do that. They just don't. So, so you don't they will go after these people, these, these people off. in charge that are building bunkers and having multi-million dollar, like, part, they're still partying. Celebrities are still partying as if nothing's happening. Beyonce's like, here's my new CD. Sweetie, we're all homeless. Do you want to do something? Do you, <laughs> do you want to help or you're just going to hang out? Like, Taylor Swift just hanging out. We're like, hey, guys, uh, little help here, little help. Uh, people are starting to turn on celebrities, and this, and this P. Diddy thing is going down in flames, honey. The next three years is going to be bad for everyone in that circle. They're all going down, all of them. Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, Ray J, all of them, they're all going. Russell Simmons is now involved in it. It's bad. It's real bad. Yikes. Justin Bieber? How's he involved? Well, the P. Diddy, are you saying the, the sexual assault? case against him or somebody yes. speaking yes, out? Indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. They're all involved, involved due, to, due to the black due to the black mafia, due to the black, or the, the velvet mafia and all that mm-hmm. in corporate. Because remember, okay. he, he was discovered by Usher and Usher's friends with Diddy. So remember, Diddy knows everybody in the business. He, yeah, he's like the black, uh, uh, what's it, Weinstein. Godfather. Oh, ew. Yes. Huh. But for but for the music business, but for the mu- for specifically yeah. hip hop and the music business, and, and and everyone's implicated. Everyone is implicated. That's why they're all distancing themselves from him. He's losing all his deals, and everyone's pretending like they don't know him. But they're all implicated. And the more that these, these lawsuits pile, because now first. there's new lawsuits and every Cosby. day. That's why Cosby. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And R. Kelly went down first because. Well, and R. Kelly went down because of because of the the executive order signed by Trump. That's why R. Kelly was able to get down. That's the only reason. Exactly. And we got and, and we got Justin Keith Raniere and we got Keith Raniere that same year. We got Keith Raniere yeah. and him the same year. Yeah, so. and the Seagrams, uh, mm. you know, family. Okay, but the this, which then led to Epstein and everybody else. Correct me if I'm wrong. Question: um, The Bieber is the one who is suing, claiming sexual abuse, or there's sexual abuse being claimed on Justin Bieber. Yeah, my question. Yeah. I, I think he's just. I think he's just implicated in. I don't. I don't think he's doing the thing. I think he's a victim of the thing. I mean, I think so too. Yeah, that would I think, make he's, sense. A, I think he's a victim of the thing. Which, because remember, because remember, Usher performed at the halftime show. He asked Justin Bieber to be a part of it, and Justin refused. His associate. Especially once he got married and had a kid, he stopped doing all the things. He's not involved with any of the things. Oh, and remember, Did Usher found remember? him when he was like nine. Like, you know what I mean? He was like he was like a nine-year-old when he was discovered. So, like, I mean, I doubt he's responsible for most of any of this shit. So. Yeah. Do you remember? What, sorry, this is a little off-topic, but do you remember when Justin Bieber and his wife started putting these social media videos out about how they were like sick? They yeah. had. That was weird. Do you think that was real or do you think they were just trying to normalize? They were part of, they were like a mouthpiece to normalize sickness from the vaccine or something like that oh. or long COVID? Well, so. I think, well, I think they were, there was, so. I think there was some sickness there, but I think he, he healed himself through getting to, through marrying her and having a child. That's what kind of slowed him down. Cause he was on the track to be like drugged out and crazy, but then he met her and had a child and then really slowed this down, like dramatically different. slowed. This is something different. But I mean, it doesn't, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that they were going to. This is Project Monarch. 
a version of it. <laughs> a version. Because remember, there's different. There's, it's not just ultra. It's there's ultras comprised of uh, of of delta, gamma, omega, beta. There, there's different functions of each one of these. So, and they target different people, mm-hmm. different atmospheres for different reasons. So, Project but I mean, Monarch. I mean, he's just one of the many. I mean, he's one of he's one of yeah, he's one of the many, many, many victims of of this. Yeah. Of this. I mean, he Project, actually survived, okay. unlike Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter's Here, dead. So. <laughs> Here's it is. Bieber first postponed his tour in June 2022 after sharing with fans that he was diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, a virus that has caused partial facial paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can smile in this side of my face. This nostril will not move, Bieber said in an Instagram video. That's what I was talking Sounds about. Sounds like Bell Palsy to me. Yeah, it but, could be caused from the vaccine neuro, neurological problems, or it could be. It's just but, talking but about just, it to make like, people feel like very it's normal. Quickly, just, just very quickly, Project Monarch is basically a split personality um, program, you know, under under Paperclip, right? It, paperclip <laughs> is really the umbrella, right? And so there's all of these, the Mickey Mouse Club kids, Right, the mm-hmm. uh, you know Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, you know um, Justin Bieber, all, you know all of these these kids. They would not have been allowed to be famous at such a young age if they did not have a Project Monarch um, uh, um, programming, right? So that's what that's really what's going on with these celebs, and especially like Britney Spears. Honestly, like. I want to give her a hug and go have brunch with her because that woman has been through so much, had her babies taken away. And all she was, uh, was a, a, a monarch victim, you know, like from a very young age, this yeah. woman and all of the others that I've, I've named also, um, to Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, um, Janice Joplin. They're so many of these 27 clubs members uh, that were all CIA, all project paperclip, um, which fall under the subcategory of monarch. They, they were taught at a very yeah. young age uh, to disassociate mm-hmm. their, their selves with greatness. And um, it, it's, it's, traumatic and brutal and i'm i'm sorry for them it does make and a lot of them can't speak like because of because of the nda the thing called there's a thing called ndas that people have to sign which is why most people don't know about all these things because they're not allowed to speak about it as it specifically has to do with beyonce and jay-z that's why a lot of people are coming out now um because a lot of those have expired but also remember it's the people in the background it's not the celebrities themselves that's why we're like what is going on because we don't know it's the people in the background but if you look at who's in the background of all these people you'll realize that they all seem to be connected to certain people for example p diddy's um tour manager and the in the in the in the production manager is the same person who was michael jackson's it's interesting um Mm. i don't know why that would be you see what I'm saying? Like these, all these people work with the same people in the background. That's very interesting. I don't know why that would be. That seems very odd, doesn't it? Does that seem exactly. a little suspicious? It seems a little yeah. suspicious. So like it's, it's like you, know, you have to kind of go see who the executives are behind them and then who's trying to control them and why. Because remember, a lot of these people, a lot of these celebrities are worth their, their discography or their art or whatever it is, what they find, some of that is worth more when they die. Yeah. Or cool. dead than alive, Prince, Bowie. 
And so when um, they die, their estate has to be has to be yeah, fought over. Yeah. And and then the record labels will try to record labels will try to fight for their estate, which is why they got Whitney Houston's from Clive Davis, who's also implicated in this, um, and a lot yeah. of other people. They'll just try to steal their estates. That's that's the problem. So. Well, good luck. Good luck. So why, also why their children disappear too? Their children and their heirs disappear because it goes automatically to their heirs, and they started getting rid of yeah. like certain legal legal protections from them, and so that they can't give it to their heir. Like they, they they start fighting you on these things. So like you, we, that's why the music industry is in such peril right now because they're they're kind of caving in on themselves. People are starting to see through that veil. And we can easily pull up the records now due to social media. They can't just hide everything in the background like they used to be able to in the 90s. Now we can actually go to the Internet and see and track where these people are going and who, who they're spending money on and how much their net worth is and where it's, where it's transferring. And it's not hard to find. Exactly. It's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. So social media is going to be yeah. their downfall. It's going to be their downfall. One thing I, one thing I wanted to bring up from um, the uh, Jimmy Dore video about the British politicians and, and – British media is going against people who bring up truth is that is okay. Uh, one name, Jimmy Savile, right? Like mm. people forget about Jimmy Savile and, and, you know, know that anytime allegations got brought up against Jimmy Savile, who's the right hand man of, of the King of England, you know, um, any, anytime those Killing. things started coming up, the BBC covered for him, and when he died, and that's some, that's another like mo of the of the BBC is that once these people die, now they're going to pin all these heinous crimes uh, on this one person. But we do know mm-hmm. because of Savile that he raped, you know, uh, had over five hundred victims, and the BBC the BBC covered for him. You know, he raped people in men- mental institutions. And that, um, that uh, honor, that, you know, uh, access was granted by the royal reptilian family, right? There, which so they, they can't do. Because unlike, unlike here, because unlike here, remember, we're the only country that has freedom of speech. Britain, they don't have that. You cannot speak against the monarchy. That's it's right. the law. You yeah. can't do it. That's shocking. So... That's why I was, so that no matter how much shit we talk about the United States, remember, we are the country that created freedom of speech. No other country has that. They don't have it. They just don't. That's why everyone looks to us. And religion. For, freedom for of religion is the same thing. Yeah. Of religion to practice. Freedom of religion to practice and, 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 to, and, to, con, you know, and, to, and to counter it, which is, which, is the, which is also why we're probably a lot more peaceful than people give us credit for. Because the whole point of freedom of speech is so that we don't have to physically fight. Because once you can't use words, the only thing left to do is to physically battle. So freedom of speech is I not for us. It's for our opposition. It's the function of freedom of speech. That's the function of it. It's forced to be for your opposition. Yes. Second, I mean, the second second. But, I mean, that's why, that's why they always say, like, it's, it's, about, it's for your opposition. It's not for you. It's for your opposition. What? That's the function what? of freedom of speech. Did either of you see Go Lex ahead, Friedman please. talking to Tucker Carlson recently? The Lex Friedman interview with Tucker Carlson where he brought up some survey that said that C1 – number 61 in free freedom, like countries that are truly free, like we, we were not doing well. I would have to no, no, the not actual well. <laughs> the actual list and know more about the the qualifications that they were using, but that was pretty interesting. 
we are not free. Yeah, we're not as free as we think we are. We're, we're not as free as we think we are. We're not. But we have, but we, but right. the, we have certain rights that other people right. don't have. Like, you know what I mean? We do have to acknowledge that we get to do things that a lot of other places don't get to do. Okay? I mean, I, I understand. There's, uh, trans, people, trans people can't act this way. In, in, in Africa, trans people can't be this way. They can't be like, oh, we're right. just going to just brazen like this? No, absolutely not. That's not right, happening. Right, so right. we have to kind of like, we kind of have to acknowledge our privilege here. So well, you, can do, you can be trans, but you can't be a Trump supporter. You can't go to the White House and say like Trump should have won. Mm-hmm. In well, other countries, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't insult and threaten the leader of your own country. You can't do that. Here, you can do that for some reason. The people were like, "Oh my God, how could you be mad?" But you guys were openly threatening this man's child and his and his family for four years. You were openly doing that. <laughs> like you're openly through like, but he's oppressing us. Uh, you can't threaten people if you're being oppressed. Do you understand that? You can't do both those things. That's not possible. That's the Kathy Griffin held up a decapitated mimic of him on a cover of a magazine. You can't do that. Are yeah. you crazy? That Which country wild. can you do that in? What country? That's wild. Yeah. But, but if they yeah. are you crazy? The head of Hillary Clinton. What would have happened remember that guy who said that, that person would have text? been bombed immediately they would have they would have had that person's head on a pyre there's no way you could have done that to hillary clinton or obama are you crazy that would have been, that would have, they would have put that person in the darkest cell and never heard from them again that's insane that's insanity so but donald trump you could openly threaten for some reason i don't understand that <laughs> make any sense they, were threatening see, they, they don't see how bad that them. that where that road leads yeah. Well, like, do you see like, how bad that road leads? Like, do you see what, what horrible precedence does that set? That's the worst precedent you've ever seen is to do that to somebody. Okay. Let so, me ask you a question, Ty, especially to Ty, but definitely oh. to Kate also. What other previous U.S. president was a corporation before they were president? Jimmy Carter? Of them? Was Jimmy he? Carter, too. <laughs> was he? Reagan? I, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't you have a peanut for Actually, her? most of them were. <laughs> technically, technically, if you want to be, if you want to be technical about it, it was right when we transitioned to Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson was the first. Why? Um, mm-hmm. He was hated for that reason. He wasn't supposed to win that. Like, that, that, that was that was thrown in his favor on purpose. So. I think I'm going to need to to go do some homework because obviously, like I I was expecting a nun, but mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, yeah. You go back, go, especially if you, especially if you watch uh, or read or or old Dora Vidal books and things like. Yeah, I mean the presidents have been. Wilson is terrible. If you actually go through like the how he got there, yeah, Wilson's a problem. Wilson's a big problem. <laughs> big problem. So. So not the first. Another time. thing. Go ahead. Another thing from Lex Friedman interview that I thought was kind of, I don't know, I found it a little bit distressing was that Tiger Carlson came out and said he thought that was BS. Putin wanted denazification. He was just basically saying, like, I don't know about any Nazis in Ukraine. <laughs> did you did either of you see that? I didn't. I thought it was disappointing. I've try I was trying so hard to just send Tucker Carlson information about Nazis in Ukraine. Just like URLs on twi- Twitter slash X, whatever it's called. And I was just thinking, like, nobody's ever going to see this. Nobody cares. 
And it's weird too because like Tucker Freeman admits to his own ignorance. He, he, I mean, like, he he does admit to the not knowing a lot of things yeah. about things. That, I mean, I mean, he did he did he did admit to like formally trusting the CIA, which you shouldn't have done by definition. But uh, like, why are you doing that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So like, he's I mean, to learn. but he also he's came from that area, so he, he he grew up with those with those people. So he's a kind of he still has that old programming there. It's still there. Oh, so. Tucker. Yeah, his dad worked with the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Yeah. Tuck- Tucker grew up in San Diego in La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Which and his is dad very worked privileged. with the the his dad was what, like a diplomat to the Soviet Union? Something like that? Was he? I didn't his dad know. Did a lot. Yes. His his his, his dad was that. in the was, was in the upper was in the upper echelons and he smoked a lot. Um <laughs> a lot. Under, as you would. But uh yeah. That makes so sense. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like he's, he's, he's from that area. So he know that's why he knows that. That's why Putin kind of spoken with him about it. But it doesn't mean – because he, he, he applied for the CIA and couldn't get in, obviously. So – because they only want specific oh, people. Amen. And, and Tucker's not a psychopath. Not a psychopath. That's and they want, they want sociopaths and crazy people. So <laughs> they, they, he's, not, he's, not called, he's not qualified for that. So – um, well, yeah. so, yeah, but, so he does like, kind of know what he's talking. That's the only reason. That's the only reason he has access the way he does is because he's already from that area. Because otherwise, how? Like, who right. are you? Why would you have access? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. So. Right, Kate. Kate, what were you saying? Um, he, Tucker. Okay, Tucker Carlson's dad. Let's see. They had two sons. Oh, I'm looking. Of course, there's nothing on Wikipedia. Hold on. Oh. Sorry. Just trying to satisfy my own curiosity. No, no problem. I just thought that was yeah, weird that you didn't know about so um, Nazis in Ukraine. I was kind of missed Well, by I mean, they're, they're not openly calling themselves that. Remember, they rebranded themselves as something else. So it's, it's, a, it's a form of nationalism, but it's like. Right. They're not, yeah, they're not going to call themselves. They're not going to be like, we're Nazis. They're not going to say that to you, obviously. Some of them do, do don't they? So, they did. They, they, they did some, to start out Some with. of them do. But, do, but it's kind of a bad branding idea. You know what I mean? It's kind of bad. It kind <laughs> yeah. of puts a target right on your back to do that. So, I mean, the smarter ones are kind of hiding, you know, like they do at MIT and Harvard. Um, You're probably in South America. Oh, yeah, Argentina. Oh, 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 by the way, they're, and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're teaming up with people like some of the migrants here. They're teaming up with MI6 and working with cartel. Like, they're, they're still there. Like, these things haven't gone away just because liberals ignore them. They're still there. So, like, fentanyl's not just coming out of here from the birds. Like, somebody's, somebody's bringing it in. So, it's just, it's just important to realize that. There still are huge fentanyl deaths all the time. So. Exactly. Just so, choosing to right. ignore that because it's very inconvenient for an election. It's okay. very inconvenient. So Dick Carlson, he is the father of conservative political commentator Tucker Carlson, United States ambassador to the Seychelles. S e y c h e l l e s. Seychelles. I don't know what Seychelles. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's an island. It's a yeah, it's island chain Seychelles. Okay, country that consists of a group of about 90 islands in the Indian Ocean, about 600 miles northeast of Madagascar. So his dad was a diplomat. So he talks about how his, his, that's what it says here. 
Tucker has said that his father was connected to the Soviet Union, though, like a diplomat to the Soviet Union, I thought. Interesting. Anyway. Whatever. Well, the Seychelles are amazing. I'd love that connection, too. Um, yeah, I know yeah. about them. Maybe they were because connected. My husband's a dock master and is, um, you know, was, was the dock master of San Diego Yacht Club, which is one of the premier yacht clubs in the world. And uh, there's yacht clubs all around the Seychelles because they're islands. Right. Like that, that's the whole thing about yacht clubs. Everybody's like, oh, they're like for rich people, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they're for people who have boats and don't want to pay docking fees for their boat mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. And Seychelles is definitely one of them that, you know, is a chain of islands. So that's how I know. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the parties, even in Rico cases and things with Diddy and all that, like a lot of these parties and even, even the, the drugs that people are using in Silicon Valley, they don't do them in the valley. They do them on boats in the seas. Oh, right? yeah. <clears throat> different. So, yeah. Maritime yeah. law yeah. is law. different than regular that's law. Right. That is precisely why. Land law. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've That's got what, you noticed this, but there's a lot of people on drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about, yeah, that's definitely um, something everybody should focus on is that drugs are a key point to society, um, especially the, the society that's not um, functioning, like the homeless population, right? So people yeah. who are addicted, which is why, which is why Goldman Sachs, which is why Goldman Sachs says you could ra- raise your GDP by one percent by by taking Ozempic, which is why now everybody's on Ozempic. Yeah. Once you start. Yeah, that's like super disgusting. What's the thing you've ever heard? That's pretty gross. <laughs> that's pretty gross. Yeah, it's gross. Making people dependent like that on the yeah, we can get into Ozempic okay. maybe next time. Good. Love During it. it. Good time. A, so Tucker Carlson's dad. Um, sorry. Oh, where is it? Carlson became director of Voice of America, a U.S. government-funded, state-owned multimedia agency, which served as the United States federal government's official institution for non-military external broadcasting. It broadcasts 24 hours a day in nearly 50 languages. More than 130 people around the world with a full-time staff of 3,000 and a part-time staff of 1,200, Carlson, so Tucker Carlson's dad, was the longest-serving director in VOA's 50-year history, Voice of America. It sounds like he did a lot of things, and apparently in some form he was connected to the Soviet Union, so there you go. People in those inner circles to come forward and change the system. You have to be inside the system to change it sometimes. Totally agree. All right, we just hit our our sixty second mark. So let's uh, last words. Keep the faith. This is fun. Good times. Love you guys. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, gosh, like this is, this is such an amazing show. And I really do think that we're like, um, stepping up our, um, our game here, like with the appropriate amount of people, the right people, 
Um, and so I thank you guys so much for being here. So um, I thank love you, you all. Please share this if you can. Um, and we're, we're also available on um, iHeartRadio next day under Freedomizer Radio, Seeds of Change. Um, we love you all, and we will talk to you next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.